0: Hey everyone, welcome to Game Face, episode 191 on Sifted Games at Sifted.net. You have found the most informative gaming podcast in the world. We have another gigantic show today. We have two massive games that we're going to tackle Uh, You guys can probably guess what those are. We're going to talk about Pokemon Sword and Shield. We're going to talk about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Both of us have played a huge amount of both of those. Uh, Some housekeeping stuff before we get started today. Uh, First of all, I want to thank all the people who subscribe via Twitch Prime. Uh, Right before the show started, there is a ton of them. Uh, Let's see, Elvis1Cat, DanBoy90, AxelF1986, Tomb Raiders, Lionheart. who else? That's all our Twitch Prime subs for the beginning of the show today. Uh, if you guys are just tuning in now, we'd re- and you're going to be able to make it till the end of the show, we'd appreciate it if you guys could hold on until the end of the show to subscribe via Twitch Prime so we can thank you personally for doing that. Uh, Black Friday, next Friday, mm-hmm. uh, we are doing a Black Friday flash sale on our latest T-shirts, one of the T-shirts that Matt is wearing right now. Uh, the shirts are going to be $15 all through Black Friday weekend, so beginning next Friday, all through the weekend, you'll be able to buy our shirts for 15 bucks. Uh, I think we, we did a sale not that long ago for that same price. They've been back up at 25 ever since. They're going back down to 15 bucks. Uh, another thing, we have another giveaway today on the show. Third week in a row that we're giving something away to our live viewers. This week, we have a free three three-month three month subscription to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. And we'll be giving that away at the end of the show during the Q&A, so you have to stick around till the end if you want to win that. We'll be doing a quick fun quiz to hand out the the awards. What else we got? I think that's it. Pactor Factor went up yesterday. Sorry again. Sorry for the delay for a little while on that. Finally shot those and got the first episode up. That should be all good. And we only have, what, about four episodes of Game Face left for the year. Mm -hmm. Maybe five, depending on when I leave to go home for the holidays. But we're getting down to it here, folks. And one of those will be our Game of the Year show. So we only have a couple more regular episodes of Game Face until the end of 2019. Yeah, it looks like it's four. Yeah. So count it down here, folks. 2019 is almost in the books. And with that, let's get on with the show. We have a big show, and we need to get to it. Otherwise, we're never going to get through it before we hit our three-hour limit. Uh, we're going to kick things off with Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um... Probably, I guess you could say, the first real console Pokemon game. Unless you want to count
1: mm. Let's Go. But then you'd be wrong. So.
0: Well, I mean, there was like Veil of Darkness or whatever it was on GameCube. Yeah, this is
1: the first mainline yeah. series entry to premiere on beyond a console. Yeah. Which is a pretty big freaking deal. Not that Game Freak has a choice. No, I mean, there was no handheld left, really. Yeah. So, I, I mean, mean I, I could could have put it on 3DS. I could honestly but. see
0: them doing that, even post-haste, maybe. Because you'd yeah. still sell, like, another like five or six million copies, probably, on 3DS. Yeah, but
1: I don't, I don't think this would run on a 3DS, probably. No, it wouldn't.
0: They'd have to completely, yeah. like, hack it and figure out a way to make it work. But it's probably worth the money they would make with that installed base of the 3DS out yeah,
1: there. I don't know. The, the software on the, on the Switch sells just fine.
0: It does, so. absolutely. And I can't even imagine how well this is going to sell, even before the end of the year. My guess is probably somewhere around 10 million units before 2019 is even up. And it's just going to keep climbing from there. The question is does it deserve it?
1: Well, I mean it's Pokemon. Doesn't really matter if it deserves it.
0: Yeah, but I mean maybe it, maybe the bigger it question it is you can't
1: stop the Pokemon <laughs> I mean you can't,
0: you're right. I, I absolutely get that. But maybe the bigger question is does this franchise still deserve to sell that many coffees at this point?
1: I don't know if Deserve has anything to do with it. Yeah. It's like, you know, I don't think Death Stranding deserves to sell a million copies, but it's gonna. Yeah. Oh, so and then some, yeah. It's just, you know, if people want it, then people want it. Like, that's the nature of it, and uh, they sure want this. That's for sure. Um, I, t- I don't think it'll topple Call of Duty, but my
0: guess is it'll be the second best-selling game of Q4. Um, I don't know if I'd take that bet. Really? I, what I, game I, do you think might outsell it besides Call of Duty? Oh nothing. I think it will outsell Call of Duty. Really? Yeah. Wow. Between That's the, two, a bold between the claim. two
1: versions, yeah. That's a bold claim, even with the Switch's installed base. Yeah, well, so the Switch sells a ridiculous amount of attach rate. It does. So I'm not. I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I mean, if Smash Brothers can sell 15 million. This thing can sell 15 million easy. Yeah, and I mean that would make it tight with Call of
0: Duty because, by all accounts,
1: it sounds like Modern Warfare is selling
0: very, very well, even by Call of Duty standards. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, what would you say your overarching opinion is of the game,
1: having spent a big chunk of time with it? It's good, not great. Yeah, it's, it's Pokemon. Like it's it's every it's what Pokemon needs to be to become a console franchise. Uh, they play it pretty safe in a lot of ways. Um, like you know, you, they they streamline some of it. You've lost the you know the, the end moves or whatever. Like can't remember what, like, some of the stuff they cut out of it, obviously. Z-Moves, right? Z-Moves, that's right. Z is an N sideways, that's why it was... <laughs> uh, they removed, uh, obviously, a bunch of the Pokedex. Like, it's not a full, you know, full national Pokedex. I don't really care. Um, I, have not, I don't care either. I have not caught them all since I was in my 20s, so it's not either, really an issue. But you know
0: what, even beyond that, like, I, I just, obviously, we just played Let's Go, which had the original 151 mm-hmm. in it. Um, now, because I just played that... I'm okay with this having different Pokemon in it. I just mm-hmm. had like 50 hours, from not maybe not that long, but I had dozens of hours with the original 151 just a handful of months ago. It's refreshing to get to see some of the new Pokemon to me because mm-hmm. I honestly haven't really dug that deep into a Pokedex for a long time. Like every Pokemon game I play, I just, other than Red and Blue where I collected them all, since then, it's like every Pokemon game I play, I just kind of collect whatever shows up in front of me as I go through the quest. I never go back and try to track down more of them. I never really trade with anybody. Um, usually mm. my Pokedex,
1: by the time I finish a Pokemon game, is usually around like 80, something like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm up to like 60-something already, and I'm only on the second gym uh, I do ca- catch every—especially now that, like, you can see them oh. in the grass. Well, first of all, the game gives
0: you—as soon as it starts, you can basically collect about 20 Pokémon in the first, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. Because they're, it sets you out in a field where they're just everywhere. And yeah, they- and also
1: of every type. Like, that's the thing. Is yeah. you're, ne- you're never going to walk into a, uh, an elemental gym without a tool to beat the things in that gym. Like— it's not like some of the old games where it's like if you pick a certain starter, you are at a tremendous disadvantage for the first couple gyms. Yeah. This game gives you all the tools you need Immediately. to build a very effective team from like 10 minutes in.
0: I saw I've seen a lot of people arguing on social media about which version they should buy. And in all honesty, like I don't think it matters because they give you – Everything you need in the first like forty five minutes to build whatever kind of team that you want. Well, I mean
1: that's always true. The, the decision between versions is as always which legendary do you like best. Yeah. Uh, check which Pokemon are and are not in each version. If there's one particular that you want, I mean I looked at the different versions and I didn't care like about the exclusive Pokemon in each one. I'm playing uh, Sword and then I'm playing play? Shield. So okay. my other my, one of my friends, I was like, okay, whatever you pick, I will play the other thing so we can trade Pokemon if you want to uh-huh. get because she does want to get them all. So I'm like, oh, we'll, we'll just do that. And so she went, she went sword because she wanted the wolf with the sword in its mouth. And I'm like, all right, I don't care. <laughs> so I got that one. So I picked that one. And so I've been playing Shield. And so the other difference is there's two exclusive gyms in each one. I think the exclusive gyms in, in Shield are cooler. Okay. Uh, there's a psychic gym with a weird ghost person. I hate trainer. fighting
0: psychic Pokemon, so, so I'm glad I am not in that
1: one. <laughs> yeah. so, um, so that's fun. Like, the, but you the,
0: don't – I mean, I've never had a, a Pokemon game where I got so many Pokemon so easily right at the beginning of the game. Because mm-hmm. the other thing, too, is at least to me, it seems way easier to catch Pokemon with a Pokeball. Um, like,
1: I, could, I had some where I barely had them below half health and captured them with a regular Pokeball. Yeah, well, I've had plenty where I've captured them. Just because, I, like, a couple I've run into and I realize that, like, if I hit this thing, it's so low level, it's going to die. Right. So I just threw a Pokeball and it was at full health and I got it. Yeah. Like, it happens.
0: Yeah, I... Uh, only like I'm, I have five gym badges. I haven't finished the game, but only recently has it got to the point where I had to start using like a great
1: ball on a Pokemon mm-hmm.
0: every once in a while. I've only it's had still to use great, very easy.
1: I had to use a great ball to catch an Eevee. Yeah. because one Eevee would not stay in the goddamn ball, and like, <laughs> I, it, I, and I wanted an Eevee because you want to evolve them into the various things. Yeah, and so I was just like, all right, fine, I'll use a great ball on you. But uh, that's the only one I've needed, and I'm, like, level 27, yeah, 29, catching 30. Pokemon in this is very – I mean, the
0: in all honesty, the whole game is really
1: easy. I mean, you're, you're – I mean, the base story game of all Pokemon games is pretty easy once you get past, like, Diamond and Pearl.
0: Yeah, I mean, they haven't, like, balanced it any different than other Pokemon games. Like, you're – basically, your main Pokemon is so overpowered. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even – like, you go into the gym battles – it doesn't even matter what mm-hmm. type of Pokemon. And well, I love the, the, the dissonance
1: using. between like the you know what you're doing in the in this stuff and the core because like they've you know they basically turn Pokemon battles into Quidditch in this like you, you do them in giant stadiums and it's like all done like a big like pro sport and everybody's and got all these fans weird cuts, and all these things. like these camera angles yeah. that they cut to like, and-, and like there's this whole thing where it's just like you know like I fought um, the first gym is like all grass Pokemon, and so I just threw Ember like over and over. Oh, I started and, and with one fire sh- and one shot at everybody, and they're like, and they're like the the announcer is just like, amazing! We've never seen Pokemon. I, mean, I did the same move four times, and I beat the guy who's apparently one of the eight yeah. best players in the. I, mean, I why does he only have three Pokemon? Which starter did you pick? The bunny. So did I. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. I'm surprised we both picked the same one. But yeah, that first that first gym
0: is a joke because it's yeah. a fire Pokemon and well, it's grass. Well, they all are. I mean,
1: because like you get. I have a Pokemon of every element by the time I got to that, that gym. I mean, whatever you threw at me, I was going to have something. And because they all get experience, you know, now you don't even have to have an item or turn turn on the option yeah. to get, give them all experience when you're when you're fighting. Like, everybody was toppling. I mean, by the time I got to the first gym, and I, granted, I was running around catching a lot of stuff and fighting a lot of stuff, but, like, by the time I got to the first gym and, and the wild area, like, took a lot of my time because, like, oh, there's a lot of stuff to do here. And then I finally woke up. was like, oh, I should probably progress. Um, but by the time I got to that first gym, I mean, my, my Magikarp was a, was a Gyarados. like, yeah. it was like I, I had a bunch of, like, monsters on my team, basically.
0: The other thing you can do that, again, makes it easier is you can dip into your Pokemon box whenever you want. Oh, yeah. You don't have to go to, like, a Pokemon center or any location. Like, at any mm-hmm. time, you can change your party and put whatever Pokemon yeah. you want which in is whatever basic-
1: order you want. Yeah, which is basically necessary because of the way the wild thing works and, like, you've got the the ones wandering around and stuff. Like, you basically need that. To, to make those open kind of wild areas work. Let's talk about so. the wild areas, because that to me is probably the biggest change. I mean, it yeah. turns... That's really the big draw of, yeah. of this game in it terms of the new, new features.
0: It turns po- Pokemon into like a mini MMO wh- mm-hmm. where you raid with other players. And while you're out in that field, there's also Pokemon in the grass that are around the level that you are. But then there are also these hyper-powerful Pokemon walking around that you can also try to tackle... Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a few times. I think I
1: ended up capturing one out of the three before it just wiped out my party or whatever. I did a few times. I mean, I, I it doesn't explain some things a little bit. Again, it does. Partly because yeah. it, it assumes that you know probably and. Um, the uh, like I found a giant onyx. I love onyx, the big rock snake thing. Yeah, I found and it too. It's like we come to that one area. Right it's the right beginning. there. Yeah, and I, so I you know, I, the bunny has martial arts, which is, it's weak too. So I just whacked it. A, you know, a bunch the double of times kick, and, or and managed to survive long enough to get it down to red. And then I couldn't capture it because eventually I figured out, oh, it's too high level. It's like it won't let its guard down. It should it says. tell
0: you before you start, like, you cannot capture this yeah. Pokemon. Yeah, I, um, I've I mean, had that problem. Sh-
1: I mean, after I remembered that that is a thing in these games after that, like, I'm like, oh, right, that's that's how that works. You yeah. Each beat- gym badge lets you control Pokemon up to okay, a certain yeah, level. Yeah, to, to capture up a certain level. It's not even controlling anymore because they don't seem to do that anymore. Where, like Once you capture them, you can use them now. Yeah, because, like, you could capture them and, like, sometimes they disobey you. Like, that was the trick. That's still the trick. a thing. Does it still do that? Yeah, like,
0: there's a one ball that when you capture a Pokemon with, it's automatically friendly after you capture it, so you don't have to go through that process mm. of it. Be, being a yeah, derby. but I
1: mean, I don't remember ever not being able to capture something yeah. before. Because when you when either. you get the badge now, it says, like, now you can capture Pokemon up to level 25. And I'm like, my starter Pokemon is level 31, so I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, tra- well, you try to
0: throw the ball. Yeah. And the and crazy, it, it won't let you. Yeah, the crazy yeah. thing is the screen comes up so fast you can't even read it, like, telling you why you can't capture mm-hmm. it. So I kept throwing, I wasted, like, four balls the first time. I'm like, what's going on? Like, is it glitching? Well, and then I, I finally, I... My eye caught it quick enough to see you cannot you can't catch
1: her you can't well, catch yeah. her. Well, the Onyx said it like it would it just said it won't let its guard down and like it wouldn't let me throw a ball at all. Yeah. So, so that was a, I mean there's a couple things that I felt like it could explain better like the the Dynamax stuff is kind of explained but it you know you just kind of learn by doing but like the but the, you hardly get to use it the Dynamax. It's only in the the raid battles and the and the gym battles really so yeah. far and then the. Um, I like the effect of it. I mean, I oh, like, it's amazing! I like giant yeah. monster stuff, and then yeah. like when you do the the group battles, like the raid battles, like I've I've never had one with other players. No, it, it won't. It, it cannot do, it doesn't match, match you up properly. But you, it'll fill your party with NPCs. Basically. I think it's broken. Like I just it might, think the matchmaking. It's either is broken or nobody's in. doing it at the low levels I'm at. It could be. So like, but I either. couldn't
0: match up. I tried over and over and over, and it would finally time out. And then, like you said, Mm -hmm. it'll say, do you want us to find play people for you? And you're like, yes. And then all of a sudden, it appears that you're playing with other humans when, in fact,
1: you're not, you're saying. Yeah because like all because there's no way to customize your character to look like the characters that show oh. up like that. Interesting. Like, okay. So it's obviously bots, basically. It's like
0: Fortnite when you play your first game Pretty of Fortnite. Much.
1: <laughs> and so and like, but it doesn't explain any of that. Like for a while, I would just sit there on the matchmaking screen for like two straight minutes. It would time out. and I get nobody, even though I saw there's other players standing around looking for other players. It's very weird. Um, so it doesn't. it's a, and like you have to kind of go into like the menus and there's a way to join other other games, but you have to dig through it in the Y menu. It's a it's very poorly explained, very poorly implemented, and extremely confusing to navigate. But once you figure it out, you figure it out. But it doesn't help you at all to figure it out. It's it's very weird. Well, the other thing too is like maybe
0: I'm not far enough yet, but they're easy as crap. Like I've never like I've never had a Pokemon faint in a raid ever. Mm-hmm. And usually with like two attacks, I've wiped out the other Pokemon and captured it.
1: I mean, I'm guessing that's because we're way early. And if you're doing like post game raids, it's going to be right. way way harder. It should be. So- yeah. we'll see. But so far, this is a, just like a taste of this new element, I think.
0: So, I mean, so far, they're a joke. But the thing is, the rewards you get for those raids are insane. First of all, you capture the Pokemon, mm. which is usually like way higher power or usually about the same power as your starter Pokemon at that point. And then you just get gobs and gobs of items. And there's all these little systems in the game, some more successful than others, I would say. Um, setting up camp is a thing in this game, and you can mm-hmm. come across other people's camps that they've set up in the game. And you can like, basically, the camps is just an open field, and you have like toys and a ball to play with yeah, the Pokemon. It's,
1: it's, it's like the um, there's like a similar thing in the what's that what's that game with the Pokemon? You're seeing the raids right now. What's by the thing the way? with the Pokemon? they're they're all cubes. You know, it was like a free download on the Switch. Oh, you know that. I Can't remember what the name of that was. Yeah, I don't remember. It but there was something similar to that. Pokemon could, Rush or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's something similar to that where you could like play with them and stuff and, yeah. and do that. I think I think so. But yeah, you basically cook with other players and they, everybody throws berries into the pot and then you have to like fan the flames, but not too much, and then you stir the pot, but not too much. And then yeah, so,
0: get... yeah. So the berries before you could give them to your Pokemon to hold yeah. and they would enhance. They would give them a buff of some kind. And you still can. You still you can. Uh, But now you also use them for cooking, and you have to basically pick all the ingredients, and then, like you said, you throw them in a pot, you heat it up, you got to fan the flames of the fire underneath, then you got to spin the analog stick to stir the pot, and then you end up with some kind of curry. Mm -hmm. It's. Do you think this was a good addition or a needed addition to the game? Probably not needed, but like
1: I mean, you don't really need it for anything. Yeah.
0: What do you think about the camps? Like, I just don't understand the purpose of them, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I
1: haven't felt... I mean, I did I did it a couple times when they first introduced the idea, and I just haven't felt the need to do it again. Because, like, yeah. it's easier to just go back to a Pokemon Center, heal your guys up, and go back out and do what you're doing. Because there's fast travel in this as well. Yeah. So any
0: town you've been to, you can go to the map, you can hover over the town, and you can fast travel there immediately. There's also a bicycle. I don't know if you've got it yet, but you get, yeah, a, bicycle. You get a bicycle, and that helps. And it's pretty crazy, too, because... In the open world, like the wild area, instead of having the side angle of you riding the bike, it actually goes to like a 3D view behind you. You can ride the bike around those wild areas like it's a 3D game. And that helps you get around a lot more quickly too. So yeah, traversal in this game is not really a problem at all. Between the fast travel and the bike and and the game's linear, so you're always kind of Held by the hand and is pointing you in the next direction you need to go to. You're never and really your confused. rivals constantly
1: showing up being obnoxious, telling like, you where to go. Follow me. Well, also just being like way too enthusiastic about everything. Like, yeah, and then like, you whoop his ass like, again. Yeah. You're like, I'm the I'm the. Re-. I mean, it's always been like that. Yeah. But like, it's just that it's like I'm the real man. You're gonna have to fight against me. I'm like, dude, I just one shot at all three of your guys. Like, what are you doing, sending a goddamn sheep after a dragon at this point? <laughs> Yeah, fire and wool do not mix no. too very well no. in general. Uh, but
0: again, you're seeing the raids right now, uh, so not only can you gigamax, but the enemy can gigamax as well, and they their Pokemon becomes gigantic or whatever, and it's like these Godzilla-like almost battles at mm-hmm. times. Um, have you tried any of the other online functionality, any of the like trading or anything like that? Yeah,
1: I've done some surprise trades. Uh, people are actually putting out pretty good stuff there. Like I've gotten, like, a Ponyta and uh, a, two of the starters I didn't have. Because what p- people seem to be doing is they're getting starters and matching them up in the egg center. So they lay an egg and create a new one. And then they have extra starters they can send out so you can get stuff that is ah. not. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to get any other starters. Oh, that's interesting. So sending up uh, sending up just random Pokemon, sometimes you'll just get a, a starter or like a really good, like, Pokemon somebody decided to send up. There's a lot of very generous people uh, playing the surprise trade. And then there's a thing called, like, a
0: mystery box that you can get. Mm-hmm. It's on. I think it's timed or something. I'm not sure how it works, but it's basically a loot box. Um, you go in, and it downloads the mystery gift, and then you open it. And I think it, uh, I only got one, but the one, I it had a Pokemon in it. Mm-hmm. So they added a Pokemon to my Pokedex through that. There is a lot of connectivity in this. I mean, that's probably the biggest shift for this game is how connected it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, they had stuff like that in the the previous ones. They had, like, Um, trading and battling. Yeah, trading and battling and, and like, uh, more specific. They had specific trading, not, like, you know, you could put up. The thing that this doesn't have that is most probably going to be missed the most is that you can't do the thing where there was the. I can't remember the name of it, but basically you would you'd put up a thing on like I guess sort of like an auction house thing but basically you'd say like I'm putting this up for trade and I want this specific Pokemon in exchange for it Yeah. and they don't let you do that anymore um, that was a faster way to sort of get things you, you're missing um, but uh, so that's that's going to be an issue for some people I think because you, know, you basically have to rely on either surprise trade or link trade where you just sort of link up with a random person and hopefully they have something you want um but uh, I don't I don't know why they took that out, but maybe they just wanted it to be a little more randomized.
0: Yeah, here's the mystery box.
1: I got a meowth. <laughs> yeah, God, the the new meows are bizarre. The one with like, like the, the those beard are the giant or whatever. Beards. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> it's really like crazy. I thought they
1: were just like really fluffy, but it, like when I saw pictures of them like before it came out, and then like you see him in the game, it's like, oh no, that's a giant beard. He has a giant Santa beard.
0: Yeah, and now you're seeing the camp, and basically it's just this open area, and you use toys to play with your Pokemon. You have, like, this cat toy, and then you have a ball that you can throw, Mm -hmm. and they'll, like, run after the ball and bring it back.
1: I'm not sure what it does. It's supposed to, like, bond you to the Pokemon,
0: but I don't know what the advantage of that is. I don't either. I haven't haven't figured that out. And here's cooking, um, where you grab all the berries that you've collected. Basically, you have to have a base ingredient, Mm -hmm. and then you season the base ingredient with the berries. Um, And then, obviously, you come up with a bunch of different concoctions, and then, ultimately, it ends up being a bowl of curry, which I don't even know what you do with that,
1: to be honest with you. Well, you eat it, and then either it tastes good or it doesn't, and then if it tastes good, the Pokemon's like, hey, and, like, if it doesn't, the Pokemon's like, oh, and then, like, I don't know what the result of that is. (laughs) I just put it in my inventory and never even ate it. Um,
0: But, to me, the camps doesn't add much to the game. It's just kind of a frivolous addition. I mean, if
1: there if there is a necessity to them, I haven't run into it yet. Yeah. Like maybe later in the game they're more important. I don't know. Like
0: eventually I think you can fast travel between them. Yeah, they're fast
1: they are fa- like the NPC ones you run into are fast travel points. So yeah. they're handy that way, but in terms of actually set like camping, I I don't know what I don't know what that's for. What do you think of the uh, visuals in Pokemon Sword and Shield? I think they're fine. I think uh, Pokemon Let's Go looks better. I completely disagree with that.
0: I think it looks a lot better.
1: No. Why do you disagree with that? Because this looks way better. Like it's like Pokemon Let's Go is a simpler art style, so it's you know it's a more consistent, but there's a lot more detail in this and there's bigger vistas and like more interesting terrain. Like you still run into stuff where like sometimes you walk along the ground and the ground texture is just like, Oh, that's very PS1. But like I think what they're doing here in terms of like art direction is way more interesting than anything in Let's Go. Uh, I think it, it looks so generic. Well, it looks like Pokemon. Um, I think the, the there's a cleaner look to Let's Go because um, it's, it's a simpler. I think it looks environment. Let's
0: Go looks more like Pokemon.
1: I I mean, Let's Go looks more like old Pokemon. This looks more like an evolution of like what you're dealing with in like uh, Sun and Moon or X and Y. I mean, it kind of depends what you like better. I mean, I've been pretty disappointed in the uh, attack animations as well. Like those.
0: Goofy animations were fine on in a handheld game, but in a console game they just look low rent.
1: Yeah, it's still a handheld game, really. I mean, that's the thing. It's a half it's a halfway kind of It is hybrid almost. Yeah. Just like the platform that it was made for. Yeah.
0: But you're paying sixty bucks for this. I've never paid sixty dollars for a Pokemon game, but now I am. I paid
1: sixty dollars for two Pokemon games. Right. Yeah. And this kind of but now goes, it's one hundred and twenty dollars for two bucks,
0: right? And it kind of goes back to what I was saying about uh, the last Zelda game, the remake of the Game Boy game. It's like mm-hmm. now they're expecting us to pay full price for what we used to pay far less for. Um, and I think this feels like another one to me. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know what I've enjoyed more, to be honest with you. Let's go or this. Um, I like obviously the pokemon in let's go more i -hmm. like the capture mechanics in this more but i think they ultimately end up kind of evening out and i've just struggled to feel like if somebody asked me which one they would buy i don't know which one i would recommend i I would ask them i'd be like do you really love the original 151 and if they said yes then i would tell them to get let's go
1: i mean i would think like do you want more like I think Let's Go focuses more on a kind of the so-called love of Pokemon. Like, you know, it, it gives you, you know, the po- the Pikachu or the Eevee who's, like, you know, constantly there with you. Um, there's all the stuff of, like, you know, it, it streamlines the, the journey through and kind of makes it more about being a beginning Pokemon trainer. Whereas this is more, I mean, this is more an expansion of the existing world in the sense, like, okay, this this particular region, which is based very heavily on on Britain, is... It um, is.
0: It's basically set in England. England, Yeah. yeah. And they use mate, like yeah, they every other mate word. A lot,
1: like, uh, there's, there's certain landmarks you run into. Uh, a couple people say governor or some It's You know, just like stuff like that. It's like they throw like lingo in here and there to establish where it is, which is a little bizarre. Um, but uh, this is more like if you want a big kind of sprawling epic quest in the Pokemon world, whereas Let's Go is a, probably a more more basic, but also a little more pure. I would, I would say. Yeah. Like this is, This has a lot more to do, and is, is but, it, but it can feel more uh, scattered, uh, whereas Let's Go is more focused, which some people would find boring.
0: I would argue that a lot of the extra stuff in this isn't particularly compelling,
1: though. No. Um, but it can still feel like there's all this stuff to do, yeah. and after you do it for a while, you realize, like, why was I doing that? And it's just yeah. Uh, but it's still kind of that compelling thing of like walking through the grass and finding the new Pokemon and catching yeah. the Pokemon. You know, it's, all, it's all there. Yep. And it, it does use, As I'm, I'm glad it uses the same kind of system as Let's Go did where you can see the Pokemon, what they are in the grass. Yeah. You, you know, there's no real, they do the same thing. You walk in the grass, you avoid them. Most you can avoid them. <laughs> You walk into the grass, like there's like you can see visible Pokemon you walk into and fight. But then, like, when you walk into grass, a lot of times a, an exclamation point pops up and there's like rustling in the grass. You go up to that, you get a, kind of a mystery battle. And sometimes it's the same Pokemon that you see physically in the grass, but sometimes it's the rare Pokemon from yep. that grass patch. And that's how you get stuff that you couldn't catch otherwise. Like, it all kind of works pretty well. Yeah, for sure. It's look, it's a good game. It's a
0: good Pokemon game. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about it. I just, I've been playing this franchise now for like 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. And there hasn't been a lot of change from like the first couple Pokemon's
1: to this one. No, I mean it's. I mean it's, it's comfort food. I, I know it's a repetition of the next lower third, but like if it ain't broke, yeah, like you don't need to reinvent Pokemon really. Uh, Not when it sells like it does. No, and then and then they're going to do a Let's Go of of Gold and Silver next, and that's going to do even better. It's it's. They have no. You know, they have no motivation to reinvent the wheel on this thing. Yeah. Um, it would be nice to see them continually to, you know, this is their first attempt at a real console version. I'm sure that they will, you know, when they sell us Ultra Sword and Ultra Shield with the full National Pokedex in a year and a half, I'm sure it will be. Yeah. Something uh, that's improved. conveniently been left out mm-hmm. throughout
0: all this is that everyone's freaking out about the Pokedex not being there. Well, that's why they're going to release another version that has all of it
1: well even if that wasn't the original plan now they know how to sell that to you yeah like oh well how do we sell them ultra shield and ultra ultra sword we put all the pokemon in it
0: yeah i'm I'm sure you've seen that people are hacking hacking them and they're taking the models from let's go and they're putting them into sword and shield
1: i mean that's seemed pretty obvious i mean i think (laughs) i think the backlash on this is pretty silly it's completely the the, the game freak lied hashtag is just kind of gross especially
0: after you play it and right. you
1: realize, like, it doesn't matter. No, like, I don't need a thousand Pokemon in this. I thing. really don't. I like, it's, I it's... already have more than I'll ever need. Yes. I have like five boxes full of Pokemon that I'll never even use in battle. No, never like... look at them again. I'm, you're literally just enslaving animals for no good reason and putting them in a box somewhere
0: do they still use the tagline gotta catch them all at this point i don't um, think they
1: do i'm sure they still say it in certain media but i i didn't notice it in this yeah because like, you can't in this obviously yeah. and that i mean like, what a what a gene it might be one of the greatest taglines in the history of marketing though gotta catch them gotta all gotta catch them all yeah like, because a,
0: it, it compels people to want to use can
1: consume your mm-hmm. products yeah absolutely and to play it longer than you normally would yeah and to obsessively play it longer and, and to trade, trade with other people and, yeah. and then when the card game came out to like get all the cards and get i yep. mean it's it's genius it
0: is pretty smart i mean collecting anything if you're starting a business if you can create something that people mm-hmm. will collect it's a good idea it's like when sifted first launched we had achievements and it was a huge thing for the first like year and a half but then it got to the point where most of our power users had got most of the achievements mm-hmm. and it died down like that's yeah. just the way it is
1: like once you run out of things to collect it's not as compelling right. so i'm about i also love the impair i mean i think about that a lot because we've worked so many stupid marketing gigs all, the, all over the years how brilliant the imperative of gotta catch them all is like because they could have gone different it could have been can you catch them all yeah like will, will you, you catch, catch them, them all, all? you it's know god who can catch them all it's yep. like no it's Gotta catch, you them, all. To catch them. You have to catch them all, and then you put it in a super catchy poker rap song. It's stuck <laughs> in an entire generation's head for the next lifetime, yeah. and like all you gotta catch them all, gotta catch them. All. Like, like it's like a mantra. It's yeah, it's genius. And there's a there's a reason this is the biggest media franchise in the world because yeah, they, every every move they made was was correct.
0: Pokemon company's pretty smart,
1: and the uh, and the original I mean the original con- concept you know which came out of uh, what's his name the the head of Game Freak uh basically making a game out of collecting bugs when he was a kid. Yeah. Like it taps into something primal, primal. with almost every yeah. child and it's genius. It absolutely is or collecting leaves. I you had yeah. to do that when I was a kid
0: like and this is very much like that.
1: Yeah, there are even pokemons that are leaves. Yeah. (laughs) I am – I mean, I'm not – once you get past, like, Diamond and Pearl, I don't really know a whole lot about, like, individual Pokemon anymore. I stopped keeping up with all the new monsters and stuff. I just played the games and sort of went through it. So I know some, but not all, not even close to, like, half probably beyond those first three games. But, like, some of the things I run into in this game, I'm just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you – I mean, I can't believe that you cut all the stuff – so many Pokemon out of the the decks – but you kept the trash bag one? Yeah. Like, someone's <laughs> fucking with us at that point. Like, come on. <laughs> Nobody
0: wanted that in the game. Yep. So I think we've established, though, that the whole hashtag
1: Game Freak lot, it's a bunch of malarkey, and it's no, silly, it's, and it's not a reason to not get the game. I mean, if that's why you don't want the game, like, I can't stop you, but, like, you're missing out on another good, another good Pokemon game. Yeah. And I think maybe that's where I've kind of come down on this, is it's a good Pokemon game.
0: Yeah. It's not a great game. This The plot is...
1: Whatever, It's Pokemon. It's no one plays Pokemon plot. for the story. Yeah. It's the same thing every time with minor tweaks. It is strange, Except though. Except Black and White. Black and White was a pretty good story. It was story really Because it was about, like, Pokemon animal rights. Yeah. And like it, it, it actually went, had a message. Yeah, yeah. Like it went some places I really didn't think Nintendo would ever go. And then it never
0: went there again. No, it never they did that again. pulled back again. And and like, this is the same plot.
1: You're a kid. You want to become the Pokemon yeah. champ. You fight through all the gym leaders. And That's, I love all the like. There's a lot of weird questions. Like it's interesting to see this game kind of try to expand the world of Pokemon into something more than just a world obsessed with you know fantasy cockfighting. <laughs> like because there's there's a whole thing with like. It's like, oh, the I do this, and I do this, and that, and that. And I'm like, well, I don't see anywhere to do that. Like, yeah. Someone talks about a, a football game. Like, someone talks about a soccer game, basically, at one point. And I'm like, where do you play soccer here? Because yeah. I don't see anything <laughs> except a Pokemon stadium that's always full of people fighting animals against each other. And, like, this thing, it's, it's weird. And um, I noticed the... Uh, uh, the, the cooking stuff sort of avoids the idea of are you cooking pokemon right yeah because i don't see any cows even though there are beef patties right
0: yeah you can buy everything it's already processed yeah. or whatever um
1: and the other thing is like um oh what was it there was a there was another thing that I was like that doesn't make any any sense like oh where you're the very first time you go to the, like the pokemon center your idiot friend says your um, rival your rival guy says uh, says, "Oh, I bet you've never been in one of these before." I'm like, "You think I've never been in the Pokemon's? I, all I want to do with my life is be a Pokemon trainer. You yeah. think I've never been in the Pokemon Center twenty yards from the it's house I grew up from in? My house, yeah. Like, are you serious? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not. It's 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 very child skewed in terms of oh, the yeah. story and all that, yeah. but it's funny like you said it's like brings back that feeling of like collecting stuff it is funny though how this is seeing all the weird things pop up I yeah. actually really like doing trainer battles and seeing what they have yeah, like if, yeah. They, if they throw out a pokemon I've never seen before I mean, yeah. or I've seen in other games like oh you I remember you like it's, it's fun it's like a weird mix of nostalgia and what the hell is that yeah because <laughs> I like you I don't know a lot of these pokemon
0: that are in this game mm. um I don't know it's as somebody who's been buying these and playing them for 20 years, like I could see where somebody who's you know, 15, 16 years old, they don't care that they've been playing the same Pokemon. This is like their second yeah. Pokemon or whatever. But mm-hmm. to me, this formula is definitely starting to get
1: old. Yeah, I mean, I pre- I would be less interested in this if it was another 3DS game. Like the fact that it, it does have a scope larger than what yeah. they've been able to do on the 3DS is interesting. I just hope for the next one. Well, the next one's probably going to be Gold and Silver, Let's Go, which I, probably. Think, I think is the best... Game in the series, yeah, gold yeah. and silver. So I'm on board with that, no matter what. Um, but then the next one after that, whatever is following Sword and Shield, like I hope they they really pull the stops out because there's a good chance that might be on the next system. Um, oh yeah, that's so, my guess. Yeah. So I would li- I'd really like to see them just pull the stops out on that and make it like a really crazy like not a reinvention, but just put the real put the full Pokedex in it, like yeah. you know, do really make a a world big enough to hold. You know, a thousand something Pokemon and like you know, maybe even do kind of take a page from Gold Silver. where like, OK, so p- the Pokemon for the next system is going to be like all the areas you've ever been to in a Pokemon game all combined into a big world. Yeah. And you get to go all over and there's like MMO elements with wild areas and all that. Like make it like the the ultimate Pokemon game. Yeah. And like just go nuts with it.
0: The crazy thing too about this franchise is it's the only turn-based RPG franchise that can get away with having a rubbish story. True. I mean, most of the games in this genre are driven by their story, mm-hmm. and this is absolutely not. The story
1: is probably the least prevalent part. But it's also of the game. like not really driven by gameplay. It's, it's driven, collecting. It's driven by obsession. O- OCD. Yeah. Pretty much. It's it's, a, it's driven by filling that bar up. Yep. It's a Skinner box. It is absolutely. It's the first mobile game. Yeah.
0: It kind of is. A little bit. So do you recommend everybody buys this?
1: If you like Pokemon. Yeah. Like, it's not going to change your mind if you're don't already. If you not already catching the Pokemon fever. Yeah, if you've
0: tried Pokemon before and you didn't like it, this is not no. going to but change it, your mind. But it's a
1: super solid entry. It's way better than X and Y. Um, and, you know, some of them, the, if you didn't like the more recent ones, I think it's a better game than, like, XY or... Uh, I thought XY was pretty good. XY is, I think it's the worst... In the series um that was the first one where they went to a 3d engine right pretty much yeah, yeah. um i think is i think it's probably the worst one um i there might have been a time i would have said ruby sapphire was it had like that tropical theme the, to it right no that was sun moon sun
0: and moon right that was set in like a fictional hawaii basically yes
1: yeah. sun and moon was good yeah um x and y was meh uh i would have said maybe ruby sapphire below that but i think the remakes of ruby Sa- ruby and sapphire are actually really good so, um, I think Black and White is still my favorite Pokemon game. Black and White's really good. Yeah, I think Black and White... At least Black and it White was is the, the most memorable one to yeah. me. In terms of, like... Even though it was the one I, where I started running, not paying attention to what the different new monsters were. Like, that's the one that sticks in my head story-wise. Yeah. Um, and it felt like they really... Even though they didn't change the formula too much, I th- felt they broke some ground with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, like, I mean, I, but I like this. I like the realization of the world in 3D and how it's you know, slowly getting better. Yeah. Um, uh, like, I don't have a lot of bad things to say about yeah, this game. Yeah, I don't game. really it's either. Just, it's just, They're mostly nitpicks. We all know what it is. It's pretty much review-proof. You know what you're getting into. Um, I think
0: my biggest complaint about it is no that surprises. I could have reviewed it before playing it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I definitely... I mean, I've played, like, I don't know, 20-plus hours at this point, and, like, I don't feel like I have all that much more insight on the game than I had before I
1: played it. No, definitely not. I certainly was thinking about that around the time I, I finished the first gym. I'm just like, I don't know if... I need to What do I talk this. about? Yeah, I don't it. know what to say <laughs> except like it's, it's real. I mean, you know, I mean, we've we have talked a lot about it, but like I don't think we've said anything specifically that no one you couldn't tell by looking at the B-roll, Yeah, you know? It's just yeah. it's right there in front of you. And it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Probably more than any other use of that phrase yeah. this year. <laughs> That's true. It is what it is.
0: Yep. So anyway, there you go. That's Pokémon Sword and Shield, a full-price game on Switch at 60 bucks. I would probably still recommend people buy it if anything just well, it ain't
1: dropping anytime soon
0: yes so. the price isn't going to drop and if anything just for the value proposition like I yeah. like I said I've I'm a little more than halfway through I'm over 20 hours playing it already you're probably going to get around 40 hours out of the main campaign and then all the online stuff and I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of DLC and extra stuff released for this game there's going to be raids that probably will be dropped as DLC mm-hmm. this game's going to have legs So you're going to be able to get value out of it after the 40 hours that you spend playing the kind of the base campaign. So it's a really good value. It's a solid entry in the franchise. It's not exceptional. Um, But you know what you're getting at least. You know you can buy this with confidence. and You don't have to worry about any surprises. Technically, it's sound. Like I didn't have any bugs or issues with it. A typical Nintendo first party product in that regard. Um, so I think you could, if you like Pokemon, you can buy it with confidence, and if you haven't liked Pokemon in the past, you can pass with confidence and mm-hmm. not have like FOMO or anything. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty far into the game, and there hasn't been a moment yet in this game where I'm like, oh my god, thank god i played Pokemon for the last 20 years, <laughs> so I can savor this moment they've been building up. Like, There's so much room, I believe, to make this franchise better. I think a lot of it starts with the story. Has a Pokemon ever died in one of these games?
1: Um, I don't think one ever has no i mean in the in the cartoon, there were references to that, and I think there's a couple of times in some of the other games where uh you're clearly eating magic carp yeah. so like
0: they do not. They don't die
1: on screen, but they can be killed.
0: But that's an angle they could take with the story. Maybe there's a plague that's in like taking over Pokemon. It's like this disease or whatever. Like they, there's that's a lot. pretty dark, of, but right? But there's a lot of things that they can do with the yeah, story. Yeah, but
1: it's like more lucrative to just assume that there's always going to be a new batch <laughs> a of, generation, a new, a of new batch of eight-year-olds. <laughs> like yeah. you don't need to make the mature Pokemon game. I don't think that's a needed. Thing.
0: So chat saying, uh, Vincent says the Marowak in red and blue, uh, and then the Abram says in red and blue the right. Cubo's we- mom died.
1: He wears the skull of his mother. Of his mom. <laughs> it just, talk about dark. <laughs> and there's a... There was something, yeah. There was something where like it was implied that your rival's Pokemon dies in one of them. Maybe that was Red Blue. Yeah, it's uh, it's rare. They don't. It's, t- it's it's very fleeting. it's 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 subtext. It's, Death it's, is fleeting. It's Dark Souls style lore. <laughs> it's in there, but you got to dig. You got to dig for it. Uh, so anyway, there you go. That's Pokemon Sword and Shield for Switch. Uh,
0: I think that's a buy from both
1: of us for the average player.
0: Yeah, for the average
1: Pokemon. I mean, there's no. I mean, you already have it. If you do, really. If you're a Pokemon fan, you got this already. Yeah, so. you probably got it. All right, let's go. You're probably playing it while you're listening to this.
0: Yeah, because that's what I did. Yeah, I watched football on Sunday and played Pokemon all day. I'll add this, too. I played this game in handheld mode almost exclusively. I played console mode to get footage. And then once mm-hmm. I got two hours in and I had enough footage for B-roll for the show, then I just started playing it on handle, handheld. Handheld. And yeah, it
1: reminds me how awful the Switch's battery is. Mm-hmm. You get about two hours and you're done. Yeah, well, my, well my friend is playing, she's, she has a light, and so she's playing. Oh, uh, okay. It. And she said on Saturday, she played it all day Saturday, and she said she ran the battery down to nothing three times. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Play it plugged in, I guess. The new ones are better,
0: but I have a launch unit, and yeah. the batteries are. Well,
1: I've played top. it obviously entirely TV. He did. So I've never played the Switch handheld.
0: I've had to play so many games, I've had to multitask. And mm-hmm. this was perfect. I'm like, I can play this handheld while I do something else. So it actually worked out pretty well. Um, and I, I think that reminds me that, that, in fact, it is a handheld game first, really. Yeah. And it's set up well. Like, all the text is big enough to read if you play in handheld mode
1: and blah, blah, blah. So there well, you go. Well, I'd hope so. Game Freak knows what they're doing. That's their expertise. Yeah, for sure.
0: So there you go. That's Pokemon Sword and Shield. We're going to move on. We're going to talk next about the PlayStation 5 controller. Uh, Someone asked Pac about the PlayStation 5 and Xbox 2 controllers a couple episodes ago. And he basically was like, I I don't know. Hmm. But this week, I guess it was maybe even yesterday, uh, patents for the PlayStation 5 controller uh, were posted with the patent office. And and very quickly, uh, a number of outlets picked up on it. Um, All we have right now are the sketches for the patent, and they were really low resolution, and they're really hard to see. Uh, But on the left is the new controller, and on the right is the DualShock 4. Um, There are a couple things about it that that have been gleaned from the patent itself. Uh, First of all, there's no light bar. What do you think that means for PlayStation VR 2, Matt, that they're not going to need to track that?
1: either that or they found another way to track that controller yeah so you think doing that.
0: all the move stuff is going to become obsolete probably or? that's what i figured too
1: either that or you can still use it but it's not the preferred way to do it yeah um i'm fine with that the light bar is annoying so like because if you play in the dark room
0: it shines it, it, it right up shines every
1: yeah it's so, like at least the one on top for the pro controller does like yeah. the one on the, the one on the on the back of it never really bothered me but like yeah, get get the, get the blue light out of my eye. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Did,
0: so they said the, the light bar. Does that mean the light on the front of the controller, too? It sounds like it, yeah. Actually, go back to that image real quick, Jared, and scroll down so we can see kind of the front of the
1: controller or zoom yeah, out. Because you can see there, like, the light bar is up at top. Well, that's not the front.
0: Yeah, I guess I don't have an angle. You can, you can the see front.
1: the light bar on the – on. The, uh, scroll up a little bit more to the middle one. Yeah, you can see the light bar there is on the DS4. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's you can see it. Yeah,
0: board. actually, both of them. The light on the front and the light yeah. bar.
1: Although, uh, it is worth noting that, like, there is no detail on the bottom of this thing. There's not even screws on it. Yeah. So, they might, there might be something else. They might just be blanking that out for a separate thing. Like, that's There true. might be stuff on there that we don't know about that's not part of this patent application if it's so specialized that they want to have a separate patent for it. Yeah. Because that looks real blank to me.
0: It also, on the left, it looks like it does have the bar on the touchpad still. Well, it
1: definitely has, yeah, it definitely has the raised top of the, of the touchpad there. Yeah,
0: but, yeah, that big light on the
1: front is gone. Um, but is it gone because it's gone, or is it gone because that's going to be another thing? They haven't finalized that, right. so it's not it in could this be, design.
0: It could be, absolutely. Uh, the triggers are bigger on the new controller. You can see it there at the top of that middle image. They're wider. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't look like they're longer, but they look like they're wider. So maybe it could grip your index finger a little better while you're using it. Um, smaller analog sticks.
1: Hmm. How do you feel about that? I don't care so much as long as they're not convex. Yeah. Or concave. rather.
0: Or, wait. As long as they're not rounded.
1: Conv- if they, yeah, conv- as long as they're not rounded on top like mushrooms, like yeah. the old ones. As were, long as they are, are like, concave. As long as they so are concave. Your thumb fits into the groove, so yes. to speak. That, yeah. was, that was the biggest improvement of the DualShock 4 to me.
0: I think a lot of people's, and I think most people love the DualShock 4, myself included. It's my probably my fa- favorite controller of this generation. But Xbox Elite, baby. Well, I haven't even cracked open the one <laughs> I got last week. Because I don't have an Xbox game to play right now. I've been playing PS4 mm. and Switch. So but it's definitely
1: a, the best... Sh- playstation Stock. controller ever oh for
0: sure absolutely um without a doubt so i think a lot of people are probably tied pretty closely to the dual shock but i think their common complaint is that it's too small mm-hmm. that seems to be a complaint among people who have bigger hands is that there is it's already too small and to make the analog stick smaller i think maybe throws up a red flag for them
1: Maybe yeah, I mean it doesn't look that small. Like it doesn't bother me,
0: and I have pretty much normal size hands.
1: Yeah, I mean I can I can handle the Duke just fine. Uh, I can handle the DualShock Four just fine. I, mean, I don't. I'm pretty non-picky when it comes to controllers. Yeah, me I can too. play anything. I'm not like a controller snob. Or so anything. yeah, I mean I I don't like the old like NES controllers just because they're giant rectangles. Yeah, that, that, I'm
0: okay with the analog sticks being shorter. Mm-hmm. Because it actually it means that you have less movement with your thumb to get more action out of the stick. Mm -hmm. It's just basic
1: math, basically. Yeah, I'm sure whatever it is, I'm sure I'll adjust to it. Yeah, just fine. Like if I can play the DualShock three, I can play this thing. Uh, And then a USB port. I'm assuming it's going to be USB C. Probably, I think everything will
0: be. Yeah, Uh, I mean, going forward, everything is going to be USB C. I mean, you can see there at that that image that we're seeing right now, like where you plug in your headset and everything is completely different. Mm-hmm. What do you think that is there, Matt?
1: I don't know. I don't know much about headsets. I don't use them. So if that's like a specific thing that headsets have or that's a specific like interface, I don't know what that is.
0: I mean, it looks like there's like two eighth inch jacks there. I bet. I'm wondering if that's one for mic and one for headset.
1: Could be. Yeah. But that strip, that, that vertical strip that goes, I have no idea what that is. I don't know. I mean, some of that could be on the other side. like Because if you look, it says the USB Thanks, port on, on, the, on the DS4. It shows the USB port there. But that's on the back of the controller. So right. there could be stuff there that's on the other on the top of the controller that we don't know That about. would be weird. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What do you think overall of the changes? Do you think it's smart to just basically keep the same thing? And I mean, it, it, I don't know smart, but like it's what was going to happen like because i mean the, the controller shape is their trademark logo almost yeah yeah um and yeah it's worked for them so far so like you say if it ain't broke just keep going
0: i'm still trying to figure out what that thing is a below the home button i just i don't
1: know what it is i don't know it could be like just like a indicator light for something yeah like, to show
0: maybe your headset's plugged in or something yeah, or, or it's making sh- a bluetooth or connection to show
1: that, shows connected to the system yeah. or something
0: how do you feel in general about con- c- controllers generation to generation? I m- pretty much don't
1: care. You don't like, care? They're, you wouldn't prefer if it, they had some kind of new functionality? No. No? I don't need more gimmicks in my stupid controllers. I just need them to work more than for more, longer than a year, unlike the yeah. PS4 So you're looking for more durability, basically. Pretty much, Yeah. I'm, or a better warranty yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm
0: definitely down with that I, I am someone who does like to see I like to see hardware manufacturers trying to push the boundaries a little bit I'm not necessarily saying that this controller needs to be motion controlled although I wouldn't be bummed out if that were the case um, I don't I'm not saying it needs that but mm-hmm. just something to make it a little bit exciting I mean it
1: is thicker like vertically so like top to bottom like on that back shot you can yeah. see so it makes me wonder if there might be gyro controls in it for gyro aiming like has that been a thing that playstation has kind of neglected that like switch owners have really i mean i have no interest in doing it whatsoever but like it seems to be a feature that people like on the switch for shooters and stuff so i could see them maybe wanting to implement that the well, playstation 3 had gyro yeah but it wasn't used for stuff like that yeah um i'm talking about like splatoon style aiming yeah. um i could see them kind of integrating that maybe but uh, in general, I mean, I'm, I'm glad it's not like going weird with like you know there's rumors about the video screen and all that stuff. I mean, who knows? It doesn't look it. like it. it doesn't but look like it, but who knows? You know. But I would rather what if not. What is that thing down
0: there? Is the camera?
1: That could be, yeah.
0: Because the rumors are swirling. I'm, I'm gonna go
1: get a piece of tape and put it over. Because <laughs> <it.
0: laughs> the rumors are swirling that you I know cameras are going to be angle. integrated into both the consoles. And yeah. what if it's in the controller?
1: So it's like a selfie type thing. It's possible. Um I got no interest in any of that. Me either. But like <laughs> Me either, but a lot of people will. No, for that sure. that's uh that would make sense in terms of what we what we what you see there. Yeah. It's at the perfect spot. It's on the top of the controller. It's possible. Just
0: Could me be. guessing. Just me guessing. Uh but I would like to see some type of Could be of what's innovation. replacing
1: the hardware that's in there for the light bar. That's true. That's true. There's only so much room in something that size. Yeah,
0: I-, I would like to see some kind of innovation from the controller. It doesn't look like we're going to get it, but
1: I don't. I'm care. also okay
0: just... with just using the DualShock 4 from the PS4 Pro for the next eight years. Right. It's a great controller, so I'm not going to be bummed out either way. Well, because like any any
1: innovation, or if you even want to call it innovation, I would probably call it more like a desperate gimmick because that's what they always end up being. You use they, you know, they're using the launch titles and the launch window stuff, and then no one ever uses them for anything again. Yeah. I mean at least in this case it wouldn't be like the Kinect, where you wasted well, I wasted 100 bucks buying a forced bundle with it and now it's in a drawer somewhere that I'm probably never going to look at again the rest of my life but like it's all coming back now though. I mean both these consoles are going to have cameras. Yeah, but I feel like they're not going to be a separate weird thing I have to yeah. set up separately. I'm not going to spend like, an extra 100 bucks yeah. for the thing.
0: And I mean even the last camera for PlayStation was what 60 something I think.
1: More I Was think. it more? Yeah.
0: And that thing was a piece of junk.
1: Yeah, because I looked at buying it because I had the old one for the from the PS3 that the also Eye, worked with the VR. The iToy. Toy. Yeah, and then like so, I just used that because the I think the replacement one was like eighty or something. Was it eighty? I think so. I, it's been a long time. I since bought it, I, it
0: and I have no idea why. I think I've used it like once, <laughs>
1: like ever. I had the iToy specifically because I wanted to use the move controllers to play a House of the Dead games. Mm-hmm. I got, I bought the gun, like, little, you know, the things where you plug the move controller into, like, the little pistol thing and yep. play it like that. Because that's what, I wanted it for House of the Dead and Point Blank. And uh, I did. I got them. And then I played them once. And then and never ready, used yeah. them again.
0: <laughs> You're not alone. I do stuff like that all the time. So, anyway, that's what we know so far about the PlayStation 5 controller. It's just a patent. Uh, I, my guess is this will be one of the final things that is unveiled for the PlayStation 5 around E3 time-ish is my guess. Um, usually controllers are one of the last things that they unveil mm-hmm. for new hardware. So this is probably the last taste we're going to get of this stuff for a while, but pretty good taste nonetheless. I mean yeah. we have a good a pretty good idea that
1: it's going to stray pretty close to the Dual. Yeah, board. I think the, the systems this – both the new systems are going to be pretty strongly just like, here is what we did before, but more powerful and theoretically better. Like, they're not going to try to break any molds with these things. Yeah. Not, not like last gen, where it was just like, we might change how games are distributed. Here's here's the set-top box. Here's guys from ESPN to talk for 10 minutes for no good reason at our press conference. Like, I don't think you're going to see any of that.
0: Yep. Um, Zakalia Seldom says, force camera equals no buy.
1: Well, that's no. I
0: don't think you have a choice, bro.
1: Yeah, I think I think they're both going to have that. Like, that's it. Yeah, you're going to just get some electrical tape and put it over the the lens or something. Yeah, I
0: mean, like, to be honest with you, it's probably going to increase the price of the console like three dollars or whatever. Yeah. It's it's not going to be like Connect, where the consoles are going to cost six hundred bucks because you're paying a hundred dollars for this stupid camera contraption that you're never going to no. use. It's going to be it's like it's going to be integrated into it. Like you're going to buy it. You're going to camera or not. You're gonna buy it, guaranteed.
1: Yeah, just like it's like a laptop or something. Just stick yeah, one of those don't like it. privacy things over it and call good. it a day.
0: Yep. All right, let's move on. We're gonna talk next about Stadia. We talked about it last week. We're not gonna talk about it long today, but today is Stadia's launch day, um, and reviews have been coming in. So thanks I'm, for
1: taking a break from all your Stadia play to yeah. watch this. <laughs> ooh, boy. Yeah, who oh. boy. Oh, did man. anyone in the Bay Area get get hand-delivered the founder's kit by that guy on the Reddit AMA? Because <laughs> like, did he offer to do that? Because I, I, would, I would love to hear that story. Yeah.
0: So, they, yeah, they did the AMA. That was a complete and total disaster. People asking them tons of questions they couldn't answer. They had no answer no. for.
1: Somebody asked, like, when does it come to Apple dev- like iOS devices? And the guy said, wow, I wish I knew the answer to that. It's like, <laughs> no, like, bro, you- you're the one who's supposed to know the answer to that. Oh, boy. So the reviews for
0: Stadia have been abysmal. There is not – I have not seen, at least as far as what we've curated, there has not been a single positive review for Google Stadia.
1: No. I mean, the, there have been a lot of like, oh, the, the tech when it works is really impressive, but don't buy it. Like, yeah, it's like, but
0: and they basically say the same thing you've been saying all along, which is, who is this
1: for? Mm-hmm it's for china and india yeah That's but they
0: struggle for. to find like why would our audience want this yeah there so are
1: because there there's already an established market in in america you know, north america and europe uh that offers a better way to access this this software like there's no you know there's no reason to not want to own your games here whereas in the chinese and indian markets you're more for the infrastructure is more there for it but also like if you don't buy get it through stadia, you're not playing it. Yeah. Like they have a they have a they have you by the balls basically in yep. those markets. That's the point. That's the purpose of this. Every developer I know who's working on stadia stuff says that's why they're doing this, is they want that Asian market. China could be bumpy it very much could be yes it's
0: i mean that market they watch everything that you release
1: but at the same time google has pretty much uh, left the don't be evil mantra behind so they can adjust how they need to to make china happy and hope you know they hope they break in all that money the irony is that google has been one of the companies that has resisted going into china yeah I mean, but there's no other explanation for what this is for. Yeah, I mean,
0: I I totally believe you. But it is weird that Google, of all the big tech companies, it is, like, the one that has taken a stance on Mm -hmm. China. It's the only tech company that's not in the weird position that Blizzard was in, where it's like, we're making all this money over there, and we can't,
1: like, let it go. But at the same time, there's a a potential audience there of 200 to 300 million people, and you cannot – not try yeah basically. yeah for sure yeah and this is pretty much their best bet yeah it seems like for sure um but for us like i don't it's it's a, like i said it's a solution in search of a problem
0: don't you think it's strange that this was marketed all along as being this service where it was free and you just had to pay for the games And it launches, and nothing is free. Like, you can't play anything for free.
1: I don't understand why it launched now. I don't either. Like, I don't see what the rush was to get this thing out now. I think it was the old way of thinking, and Phil Harrison's
0: running the thing, so it's not that surprising, but I think it's the old way of thinking of, you gotta be there by Christmas. I guess. But I I think it's just gonna hurt it more than it would help. I mean, sure, maybe they sold out however many units of the Founders Edition they had, but now the word on the street is that the thing is worthless and you, no one should buy it. And so does it matter? Like the, uh, To me, the better idea is to make sure it, it, it works well when you launch it mm-hmm. so that the word of mouth spreads. So even though people are like, it's not for me, but it's good. Now people are like, it's not for me and it sucks. Uh, you're just closing the door on so many potential customers who may, in a year's time, think really long and hard about, do I want to spend... Four hundred dollars mm. on a PS5. And like even or, the
1: stuff they praise, we like one. I saw one so review that's like, hey, but when you play it on a on this phone with an attached controller thing, like the Estadia controller attached, like this is an amazing way to play something on a phone. I'm like, I mean, yeah, cool. I like, get that. Yeah. But a, I would never want to do that. And b, why have the super powered computers running this thing if, if I'm you're just running gonna on have a, to watch it on a six inch screen. screen? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it seems to kind of contradict what you what the the mission statement was. Um and then you see stuff like I think it was Gene was it Gene Park I think had a tweet where he he talked about a lot about like his review of it but he's like here's my here's my review of Stadia, in 1 gif and it was him at a at a computer in his in the 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 office of of his workplace with a like multi gigabit fiber connection or whatever and he's tapping the space bar on a on a first person shooter and you see him like he taps it puts his hands up and then the character jumps Oy. it's like it's a full second between pressing the button and jumping. Well, and Stadia
0: Google you can tell is has caught the breeze because yeah. it was supposed to have just 12 games available for launch and yesterday it announced, "Oh, we're going to have 24 available tomorrow."
1: Yeah. Which I mean, good? Like, yeah. like I don't think that's going to make I mean, any if you, difference. If you had that to begin with, why did you not launch like that in the first place? But, you know, it because now it comes off as sort of like desperate.
0: Because I but. know that they they wanted to continue momentum. They wanted to have that launch with the twelve, and they wanted to be able to say, Oh, this week here's four more. This mm-hmm. week there's four more. Next week there's four more. Before the you know, the last week of the yeah. year, here's four more. And they I don't think they're able to do that anymore because they're in like desperation mm-hmm. mode now. They're like, Oh my gosh, nobody cares. It's been railed by the press we got to do something to try to save yeah. this. And it's
1: not any... I mean, this isn't any different than any other streaming service launches before. You know, People said the same thing about PlayStation Now and online, online. back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Where it's just like, oh, yeah, it's impressive that that works, but I don't need it. Like, I don't want it. Like, yeah. it's just like... You know, and, and even if it did work flawlessly, you can't trust the infrastructure in almost any country at this point. There's, you know, I mean, yeah, there's, like, countries that are better or worse than America. Or, like, you know, Europe has some that are better and worse than each other. But, like... The, the reliability factor just isn't there, and you know when it works, it's great. Is not really a good enough reason for me to get rid of my PC. You <laughs> no, know, it's like, no. like I don't, I don't get it. Like I don't, I don't know what. And like you still can't, you know, you have to. If you want to play it on a phone, you still need to use another phone to like activate it because like you have to use the phone to control it. But then you have to have a, the device that streams it is separate from that phone. It's bizarre. It is. Like it's yeah. bizarre that they felt the need to put this out now. Like, why not wait until the whole thing's ready, the free version is ready? Like, just put it all out in March. Like, you still get it out in, before end of fiscal, but, like, I don't know what this does. What and then helps you'd have more software because
0: the other big complaint that everyone has had is there are no unique games for right. it. Like, like, if you want none. to
1: replay a Tomb Raider game from the last five years, like, you're set. Yeah, I mean. Why would – why I don't get it.
0: Phil Harrison's track
1: record, let's just be
0: honest, has not been great over no. – since he's left PlayStation. And people could argue that during his reign at PlayStation things weren't great because he oversaw the launch of the PlayStation 3, which was a massive failure. So Although
1: most of that was not his fault. Yeah. I mean but, there was some shifty stuff going on, but like he didn't design that horrible box. Right. Of but
0: as management,
1: it's always your fault. Yeah. <laughs> Even when it's not, it's your fault. I mean, that's just the
0: way it is. That's why you get paid more than everybody else. It's your job to see problems coming and try to head them off at the pass. You, he, can, you can't always do that, but you're yeah. still blamed for it when you True, don't. But I think
1: he, he may have, and just, you know, no one was going to listen to the the British guy at Sony Japan because genius Ken Kutaragi was designing yeah. the cell processor.
0: Look, I, I'm not blaming it entirely on right. him. I'm saying it's a pattern now mm-hmm. because that happened at PlayStation. You're right. It could have been his fault. It could have been someone else's fault. Then he went to Microsoft, and he oversaw... Not the worst era of Xbox, but coming off the victory that was Xbox 360, Mm -hmm. it was a pretty big disappointment. And now he's at Google Stadia where it's limping out of the gate. Um, I don't know. I mean, you you think about, like, the studios there. They cannot get games out soon enough. Like, Jade Raymond, I cannot even imagine the pressure that she's under right now, particularly now that the reviews have come out. And the biggest complaint about it, mostly, is that there's no software for it. Mm -hmm. So... Hey, again, she's getting paid the big bucks and I know she can handle it, but it's like, not a, I don't one, envy her.
1: Like this is the one exclusive that's up right now, right? I think so, yeah. It's weird, like it like watching the character run around in this, the way the camera placement and the movement feels like a PC game from like 2003. Yeah. Like it reminds me of the first Alice. Yeah. Like America McGee's Alice. Yeah. Like not just cuz it's a dark-haired girl, but it has that sort of too flat, too smooth like motion where like, you know, when early third person games were just like we basically made a first person shooter, but we slapped a character model in the front of the front of the camera and called it third person. Yeah. Like it has that quality to it.
0: Yeah, it's uh I don't know where they go from here to be honest with you. I don't know. I, I mean where hope- do
1: you go? You have no games and they're not gonna just magically appear. But like uh I mean I don't know, maybe this is just a tech demo since she's on a stage well, the other thing, too, off. is that... Although I know there's one exclusive game that came out, and it's, like, fine. Yeah, That's basically what, what the reviews said. I can't remember the name of it.
0: The other thing, too, is that it... You know, you ha- I'll say this. They had kind of a year... They have a year window to establish Stadia before the new consoles come out. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I think March probably is good enough. Um, I can understand why they wanted to get it out a year before the next generation of consoles,
1: but... And who knows? Maybe they had, like, Pro- promises or contracts or guarantees in place with publishers that they'd have this thing out yeah. before the end of 2019. I don't know how much money you're going to make on that as those public, you know. I can't imagine Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Rise of the Tomb Raider or selling a hand over fist here, but I'm sure they were subsidized. There might have well. been some agreements in place. The other big problem to me
0: is that during this debut presentation, all the stuff that I was like, oh, wow, okay, that's something different. That's really cool. None of that stuff is yeah, available. none of it's implemented yet. Like all the coolest stuff isn't there. Like yeah. all the stuff that you're seeing here, like you're watching a a YouTuber play a game, and then you can just like join the game with him, or you can
1: buy and launch the game from that YouTube. Pay- like all that stuff, not there. Yeah, it's basically like PlayStation Now f- four years ago, but without Sony games,
0: with a lot less games. Yeah, I mean that's you're so that's who you're competing with, right? PlayStation Now. Think about that. How do you compete with PlayStation Now with this? You can't.
1: Why would you want to compete? That's like...
0: <laughs> they have like a million when subscribers was last, also, a Yeah,
1: when was, you, when was the last thing you thought about PlayStation Now? I know. I mean, if
0: that's going to change. Attitudes towards game streaming are going to
1: change. Like, the highest visibility but PlayStation Now time. has really had is when they, cha- you know, they changed to be able to download stuff. But beyond that, I, there were a lot of people who were like, oh, when PlayStation View was announced, it's like, wait, is that that streaming service? Right, yeah, they confused. Like, It confused. Was, it was, it's not a thing. Like, no service like this has gained any real form of mind share uh, with good reason because it's you know it's not the tech isn't there and the speed of light's never going to change unless there's some yeah you know, I'm sure someone is out there trying to disrupt that with like some tech <laughs> it's like here at adam here it, it faster with no e we <laughs> we we don't believe in relativity and you don't have to be an einstein to see why that'll help your productivity too <laughs> that's pretty good where's my venture capital funding
0: yeah <laughs> So, so, there you go. That's Stadia, it's available today. Although to most of you, it's actually not available. Yeah. Because if you did not get yeah, the founders the th- edition, and you shouldn't, and you shouldn't. <laughs>
1: like, but even if you wanted to, you can't. It's sold out. It, yeah. it, the whole thing is just bizarre. Yeah. Like I'm not going to play this until they you know go live for free basically yeah. uh, next year.
0: When I, and when I can use just whatever controller I have, right. knocking around. When you can do what they, what said, they said you're going you to can do. do.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like when when the the, the, the very few advantages. That, that are part <laughs> are of this service. You know, there. Like, yeah, because otherwise, what are you doing? Like, what do I want to do, play Destiny 2 two on a stream? Like, why? I mean,
0: that's its, like, flagship killer app at launch. Yeesh. I know. I mean, that's where it is. That's where it's at. So, solid pass from both of us on Google Stadia. Not that you could buy it if you wanted to. Uh, we'll readdress this sometime in 2020 as more features start coming online when the free mm-hmm. thing launches. Although I have a feeling we may be bringing it up before then as it continues to flounder and we start getting reports out of Google that, you know, maybe they're pulling the plug or they're going to pivot or something. So, we'll see, but that's Google Stadia available now for people who pre-ordered and everybody else is saved. you yeah. <laughs> save saved from yourself. All right, let's move on. We're going to talk next about X019, X19. Yeah. Microsoft finally had its X event again after many, many years of it not happening it used X to, finally
1: gonna give it to you yeah
0: it used Sorta. to be a gigantic event that people looked forward to every year and it was always in Europe or some far-flung place and then it disappeared and I think it disappeared because Microsoft just didn't have anything to talk about. its mm-hmm. first party output was so bad that it just didn't have enough content to buoy the show. This year, that all changed. Obviously, Microsoft has purchased a couple, or five actually, studios to help them create first-party software. I think the thought was, though, that those purchases just happened. So how could these studios have anything to show at X19? Oh, did they ever have something to show? I was blown away by how much was in this X19 presentation. Um, not just the the overall number, but the quality and the surprises and the stuff from the new studios at X19. Uh, it was a pleasant surprise. If you're an Xbox fan, you are in your heyday here. Uh, if you're somebody who's already committed to the Xbox 2, you've got to be pretty encouraged by what we've seen here. Although that is a question that I have right off the top. Okay, so we're going to go game by game here in a minute. But let's talk about the bigger picture here, which is... The fact that Microsoft just announced a handful of brand new games, almost twelve months to the day before its new console comes out, mm-hmm. and most of these games were announced for Xbox One, is that did this just steal the thunder for the Xbox
1: Two's big unveiling? Of course not. You think
0: they're going to have other
1: games? Absolutely. Really? From, These, I mean, everything they showed. See, I don't agree with you at all on this. I think this this presentation was incredibly underwhelming. I'm interested in literally none of the games they revealed. Wow. Um, maybe the one where you the Honey I Shrunk the Kids one, like that. Maybe if I once I find out more about it. But nothing in that lineup makes me interested. Age of Empires Four. Well, Age of Empires Four, we already knew. Wasteland Three. Wasteland Three, I'm already a fig backer on. But I'm talking about the new stuff they announced. Oh. None of that stuff interests me. Okay, As, well we'll go game by so, game in a minute. But And also Wasteland 3, I'm like, cool, but I already backed it on Fig and I'm getting a PC code, so yeah. it doesn't really do me any good. Right. Um, I just think they're not filling the holes. They're, they're, they're expanding their lineup, but they're not filling the holes in the lineup. And I think that's because the games that are really going to blow you away and say, like, oh, that was missing from the Xbox exclusive lineup or missing from the Xbox lineup, those are going to be the Xbox Scarlet, whatever, we want to, whatever we're going to call it. Uh, those are going to be the things we see next year. These feel like pretty small. These feel like appetizers to me. Everything in this thing felt like appetizers. You
0: got to remember though, these studios are—they have to work on these games. Oh, and, yeah, I mean, they're
1: going to be working on them for another year, year and a half. Yeah. I also think all these things are going to run on the new Xbox. They as will well. absolutely. So, like, it'll, it'll be part and parcel. But I don't think we've. I don't think any of this is, shows us, except maybe Flight Simulator, is showing us like something that they're going to push as like, look what this new thing can do. Hmm. I think we're going to get like two other games that are probably Forza. Um, probably going to get Forza and some other thing we don't know about yet. That would be my guess. So be two. Do you games. think at launch? Yeah, launch ga- launch games would be Forza because it's been a while since Forza Motorsport. We'll probably get Forza Eight, and we'll probably get uh, some other thing. I don't know what that I mean other Halo thing
0: Infinite is. obviously is. Yeah,
1: Halo Infinite obviously, but maybe one of the maybe whatever the other thing Playground Games is working on, you know. Yeah. Cuz there's the rumor about them doing some kind of RPG.
0: I just wonder if all these studios are already working on these projects. I just don't see them having another one ready.
1: Well, no, I don't think they will have another one ready. No. But like So which studios other studio? are you counting on? Obviously I just said Playground. Playground Games Yeah. and Forza Turn 10 and you've got Halo Infinite coming. Those are your 3 Eight hundred pound gorillas for the launch of the Scarlet. But
0: don't you think you need
1: like surprises? Well, no, because a lot of people already are surprised by what this is, and most people that are the ones who are going to make you know hopefully make your new system a big multi million seller don't even know that this thing aired. So yeah, but but again, I don't think this closes the gap as much as maybe you might want to think it does in uh, if you're like an internal Microsoft exec. Because, like, while well, I am interested... In, okay, I am interested in Don't Nod's game because Don't Nod makes great stuff. Yep. Um, But, like, I don't know what gap you think you're filling with Grounded. You know what I mean? And it's, like, it's cool to see Rare doing another game again, but it also looks like half the indie That's game... That's not the Rare game. Yeah, but I mean but I mean the other... The Rare game. I don't remember the name of the Rare game. Ever, ever, ever something. Yeah, that looks cool, but it also looks a little too similar to Grounded, uh, and it also looks a lot like half the indie games i see you know in the pipeline it's, do you think
0: this feeds into what we were talking about last week when we were talking about platonic being purchased by microsoft because that's the first thing i thought of when i saw rare's new game i was like oh okay rare is not going to revert to making family-friendly content this is its mm-hmm. next game here i mean it's
1: nice that they're actually letting them out of the sure yeah out of the pen yeah for once.
0: but they're not going to
1: fill that void no so maybe the platonic rumors are have a little more weight than we thought. I mean, it really seems like they don't at this point. Yeah, like, we'll have to see what happens by March. Like I, I feel like you buy them before the end of fiscal. So I imagine we'll find out in the next few months. I
0: do agree with you, though. This isn't filling out the genre bingo card for Microsoft. Right. It's. Redundant. The games Mm -hmm. that they're showing are redundancies. Like they might be fun,
1: but I don't think it. It. it, If I'm someone who thinks that Xbox doesn't have enough to offer me, I don't think any of these sway that opinion. Like I don't think that because I do like my Xbox and I generally like what Microsoft puts out. But in terms of like battle strategy, I don't think anything in this lineup helped. All right, let's start going
0: through everything that Microsoft announced. Um, The first thing I would say that lends credence to what you're saying in that people maybe aren't going to be as excited over these games as you might think is the fact that of everything that was released at X019 or X19, the most popular piece of content on Sifted was the trailer for Halo Reach for Mm -hmm. PC. Like double. Like the views of this were double any of the other trailer. Think about that. This game is so old. And I do know that its release on PC has been a dragged out yeah. affair where I mean, people's never are been like, on PC, right. so yeah. But but I think people thought it, when they announced it was coming that it was going to be there way
1: earlier than Sooner it than a year later. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah.
0: like it'll launch on December 3rd. I think there's a beta going on right now. You there have been play. betas
1: going on for months. Right. Since, like, July. So really. finally,
0: we got some definitive news on it, which I can understand why, there's, cool. why there's interest. But, wow, like,
1: double yeah. the views of anything else from XO 19 Like, that's pretty crazy to me. Uh, I mean, I think it makes total sense when you look at that lineup. It's just... This is the only exciting thing if you're this kind of gamer. If you're more of a action shooter gamer, more of a mainstream person, like there's nothing. Everything else just looks like indie filler or something that they're going to throw on Game Pass and act like it's a bigger library than it really is.
0: Well, I mean, they they are going to throw everything
1: on Game well, Pass, of course. And yeah. we'll get we'll get to some that's more. what I mean. Is like it's just more Game Pass content fodder. But yeah, which it, I'm glad Mike, I'll get be able to play all these without paying for them. That's true. But like, <laughs> yep.
0: But yeah, Halo Reach launches for PC December third. That seemed like an afterthought to me. Uh, when I first stacked the show, this game was at the bottom of the list of games we were going to discuss, and then I went and looked at the metrics on Sifted and realized that it was the most popular thing mm-hmm. from it, and I bumped it up it was to the also top. The,
1: it's the last good Halo game. Yeah, so. I think a lot of people do con- do consider it that. So, Bungie's, Bungie's farewell. Really. Yeah,
0: it was. So December 3rd, that hits PC. Uh, next up, Bleeding Edge. If you guys remember... Bleeding Edge is the fighter brawler
1: from Ninja Theory mm-hmm. that leaked before E3. Right. And then, like, wasn't really mentioned outside of that trailer.
0: Yeah, it, it wasn't. They put out the official version of the trailer, and then it was in Microsoft's area at E3, like mm-hmm. in the theater. It was up on stage, and you could go play it, which was surprising because it had just been announced, like, two hours earlier, and it was playable. Um, Well, it all makes sense now because this game is almost finished. It's coming out in March. March 24th to be exact. When you talk about games that don't inspire me, this is the poster child right here. I have pretty much zero interest in this game. I don't like the art in it. Uh, I don't like the vibe and the tone of it. It's like an Alice Cooper album cover from like 1979. Like, I don't know what they're I mean I know what they're thinking they're trying to build a game as a service where they can sell DLC and new characters and blah 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 Mm -hmm. I mean I know why they're trying to do it but I'm surprised this game got the green light like I could have looked at the character character designs from the artist and been like nah nah scarecrow dude with a vacuum hose around his neck I think we we need to rework that a little bit like I don't know who gave the green light to this. Ninja Theory isn't even known for this genre. It's not like in its wheelhouse. I I don't know. I mean, obviously it has made some character-driven action games in the past. I mean, but, but this is a
1: pretty far cry from Hellblade. Yeah, for,
0: well, for sure. It's kind of the uh, the antithesis of Hellblade. It's like the least thoughtful game that, yeah. that's on the market.
1: I mean, I don't know. I guess like maybe this is just something they wanted to do. Like maybe, I mean, Or
0: maybe it's been kicking around Ninja Theory for a while, and yeah. Microsoft bought them, and they're like, hey, we have this game that we worked on for two years, and the other publisher bailed on it. What do you think of it? And maybe Microsoft is sitting there saying, well, we yeah. did just spend a big chunk of change on you guys. Yeah, and we if don't saying, have anything like that, really. Yeah, so. And if you're saying that you can get this done in eight months, polish it up, finish it off, then sure. Like, that to me... <laughs> Is the only way I can see this game getting a green light. I I don't know. If you can't tell, I'm not very excited for Bleeding Edge. But nevertheless, coming March 24th, it will be on Game Pass day one. Launches for both Xbox One and PC. Uh next up, Wasteland 3. We've kind of discussed that a little bit already. Um in that video we were watching at first, which was a countdown of this event that Microsoft did itself. It listed Wasteland 3 as number one mm-hmm. out of the ten things that it listed as, like, the most exciting, most important thing at X19. What do you think about that? I mean, I mean you might agree with that.
1: I do agree with that. Um, it's certainly the most – I mean, other than Halo – I mean, I understand the excitement over Halo Reach, but this is, of the new stuff, the only thing of real interest. I mean, obviously, I backed it on Fig, so, I'm, I'm you know, Wasteland was one of my favorite games growing up. Uh to the as a matter of fact, to this day, I consider Fallout to be the poor man's wasteland sequel, um, yeah. which is indeed what it was because they couldn't make a sequel. The EA wouldn't let them do it, so they went and made Fallout. Yep. Um, and I liked it that it's back. I liked Wasteland 2 a lot. This looks even better, yeah, kind of in, a, in the vein of like a Divinity Original Sin sort of take on things. Um, I'm a little surprised that it's getting pushed as hard as it is uh, here because it's still it's still an isometric RPG. It's it still, is. Like, yeah. It still is not really the thing that blows the doors off the, the, the retail, charts. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but hey, if they want to double down on that, cool. Like it's something that a lot of people maybe have never given a chance. There's a little more of an XCOM flavor to it now. So uh, there could be that could be an appeal, but uh, yeah, for sure this is the most interesting thing they showed in terms of new content. And that's
0: coming May nineteenth. It'll also uh, be on Game Pass day one. Yep. It's pretty insane what is
1: Scorpion Scorpion. Yep, there's always a Scorpion in every Wasteland game. Yep. Um, so May nineteenth. Uh, this trailer is actually the story
0: trailer. It gives you a synopsis of the plot. If you want to check that out, that's on Sifted. Just search for Wasteland Three. It's probably at the top of that game page if you want to check it out. Uh, Next up, Grounded, or as I like to call it, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the video game. Pretty much. Uh, It's a survival game where you play as a tween who has been shrunken down. So it's the small person, big world aesthetic.
1: And it's a cooperative shooter, it appears. Sort of, yeah. It's like a cooperative survival shooter game in a backyard where you play as
0: a group of teens. It's yeah. not just you. There's a whole crew of kids who have been shrunken down. Um, how do you, did you ever like the Army Men games? No. Factor dropped an Army Man reference in yesterday. I mean, they episode. are not good
1: game. I do know that they were the thing that was keeping that company alive. For a were long time. They were huge. They sold like crazy. It's really bizarre how popular, like the N sixty four era. Mm-hmm. It was huge. Well, and it was. I mean, so they, bad. they were they were big on the PS one when I was uh, running that game store yeah. in like ninety eight ninety nine. And they, we could not keep them in stock. I know. Like, and like if someone traded one in, it would be gone in an hour. It's like nuts. it was crazy. Like I, I Sar- could never got it. Sarge's heroes could yeah. not keep that thing it was in stock. Huge. I don't know. I, like you can tell, it was something because I remember not Sirk
0: that. Not is admitting that he uh, that he liked the the Army Men <laughs> games. <laughs> I appreciate your honesty, not Sirk. But, <laughs> but was, he's not alone. But we had—I mean, we
1: had people because that was a local company, the 3DO. That was 3DO, and like we had pe- local company there, and we had people that would come in and work that worked there, and they're like, "Oh yeah, like we, you know, it's keeping us alive." Like, like they would literally tell, like Trip Hawkins would literally say, "Like you, you need to make it this good and cost this much and no more. Stop trying to be clever or ambitious. Just make a thing that runs and send it out because it will sell." Yeah. Like, they knew they were literally churning them out. Yeah. with as little effort as they could because they knew it would sell, and that was what was keeping things afloat. Like, well, this is so. like army men on HGH. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think Obsidian is putting a little more care and effort into this one.
0: Absolutely. I um, mean, that's the thing. So Obsidian is making this. They just put out The Outer Worlds, which has mm-hmm. done very well critically, you, and both you, of us
1: liked it. You could have called this The Inner Worlds.
0: That's true, though. You could have. I mean, maybe they'll rename it. Who knows? I wonder if that might have been the original name. It's possible. Like. <laughs> it's definitely possible. Um, this looks interesting to me, though. Like, I like the idea of you're this little person and, like, everything is a threat. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a little Fortnite in there. Yeah. the like building. It definitely gives you the Fortnite vibe. And I think when you're saying that these games don't really plug a hole, nobody else has Fortnite. So I think mm-hmm. every publisher or platform holder is going to keep trying to solve that riddle they're always going to look for their fortnite like
1: i don't think this is battle royale or anything but like it's clearly sort of like what fortnite originally was going to be yeah before they struck gold yeah i'm surprised no one has made
0: like a lord of the flies game yet a battle royale game with kids Mm. i mean (laughs)
1: you probably get a pretty hard m on that one
0: but yeah. yeah so what though i mean what that doesn't matter i mean that's really what battle royale comes from I mean, the first Battle yeah. Royale movie was all, like, tweens and teens that were killing each other. And then, of course, you know, the the whole concept was bastardized in the West by another movie franchise that we won't name. But I think it kind of changed the perspective on Battle Royale. But Battle Royale, to me, is like this. It's like young kids put in this weird situation where they're forced to survive. But, yeah, I don't think they've said anything about, like, a Battle Royale mode in this. Although they'd probably be smart to include one. Maybe. But uh, this is Obsidian's game, and as you guys know, Microsoft now owns Obsidian, so this is not coming to any other platforms. It also is Xbox One and PC and Game Pass Day One. Uh, next up, the game you could not remember the name of, Rare's new game, ever Wild. Hmm. I would never expect this from Rare, <laughs> but... Well, because there's no is, googly eyes on anything. There's no googly, so how do you I mean, know this it's is rare. Very out of rares wheelhouse for yeah. sure. It's never really made a game like this. I guess the closest you could say is maybe Cameo. Yeah, elements Cameo of power. is probably
1: the closest. But like, I mean, just the fact that things look like real things, right? Is unusual. if they're if
0: you can say that with this creature. Yeah, but I mean, that looks like a believable <laughs> thing. It
1: doesn't look like a cartoon, right? right what, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean it's still stylized, it's not for a stylized. Sure. It's not a
1: coffee mug with googly eyes talking about sex. I so mean, not... <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, it looks like it could be a spinoff of like Ori and the Will of the Wisp or whatever. But
1: it also looks like every damn indie game with like a nature theme in the last five years. Here are the
0: the animals in danger. Be sad for the animals in danger. Here's the one animal
1: that is dangerous. Here's the majestic dangerous (laughs) one. Here's the untouched virgin forest as we... Oh, look, there's other animals. It's it's like, it's... I mean, on one hand, it's cool to see Rare let loose and do something new. On the other hand, what they did seems to have been very similar to what everybody else does, so I don't know.
0: I'm not even sure we know what genre this game is. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I mean, it could be like a... Zelda like could game. be like an open like it seems like kind of an open area sort of action RPG thing would be and my then guess. it might be okay. But, but what isn't these days, right? I is don't know. Lo- I mean, I I'll play with it. You. It's, it's on Game Pass. I'll just download yeah, it and play yeah. it. Like who cares? I know. agree
0: with you though. If this is just another like wander around with the wildlife all around you game, it doesn't have any appeal. If it is like a Breath of the Wild type game, then I think it might it might have a little bit of a
1: maybe. Point. I mean, nobody's holding a weapon, so I don't know what this is going to be.
0: Well there's a spear, right? They showed the yeah. one character with a spear.
1: I get it. it's 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 very mononoke as well.
0: Yep. It's beautiful.
1: Oh yeah, it looks nice. It's gorgeous.
0: Um that whatever engine rare is working with for this game. But it ain't like a keep using a, it. But it
1: ain't a buy an Xbox
0: Scarlet kind no, of thing. Either, think, no, no. So. It's definitely not a killer app. Not yet. I mean, who knows? It could evolve. Yeah, it could be more scope like to this than this than yeah. this hinting at. But initially I think I agree with you. It looks I mean, I'm glad to see Rare stepping out of his comfort zone. That's right. for sure.
1: It also just looks a little too much like Grounded. Yeah. Like they just have similar palettes. Basically. Well, yeah, you confused them earlier. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I can totally see why would you, you would do that. So that is ever wild. We don't even have a vague idea when this game is coming out. My guess is like 2021. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, um, it is Rare.
0: Yeah, and but, Rare is still working on Sea of Thieves as well. I don't know how big the team is. It's still left on that. But Rare is only, a, what, 120 people, I think, now around there? Maybe.
1: I don't know. There, there's a there's a story for Schreier to tackle. like For the, sure. The, the, history, the, like, the last 10 years of Rare. Yeah, what has happened? Yeah.
0: Yeah, like the dirt on that would be very, very interesting. Uh, and I think this game looks interesting. I, yeah. I like the art. I like the art. I like the visuals. I like the loose concept they presented. I just need to learn more.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: so that's Everwild. next is age of empires 4 we just saw the first gameplay ever for this there was a goofy cinematic trailer that they put out for it initially that really didn't share much uh, they finally unveiled the gameplay we thought this was going to be at e3 and it yeah. wasn't instead of the remake of age of empires 2 was there i mean finally. this isn't a huge shock really. yeah yeah i mean we it's a known quantity it's age of empires it's the fourth game it's the Franchise is what almost thirty years old now. Yeah. Um, so you know what getting you're getting, there, yeah. but nevertheless, I think it's pretty impressive to see this game running in real time. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And i granted, I'm sure the PC that this is
1: running on is just sure. other, otherworldly. Well, also but like a bunch of this is like, you know, Total War does this all the time, but like it's uh, there's a little more. There's a bit, a little more size. Like you can see, there's some ray tracing stuff going on in here. I think mm-hmm. that makes the lighting a little more special. The, the collapsing of of all the structures is very well done. I mean, it's 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 interesting that you know Age of Empires has been around a long time, but we you know there's only been three. Only been three of them. Yeah. There are now four, and like it's. Uh, it's like you know, I, I appreciate Civ, it is. is, but I appreciate that they don't really make another one until they have a reason to make another one. Like you know, they they don't just churn out the same thing over and over again. They're like, okay, now the tech has advanced to the point that we can make this new wrinkle work properly, and we're going to do that because it's going to change how the game is. And they did that with three pretty well, and I think they're going to. It looks like they're doing it with this one pretty well too. There's a, this is a this is on a scope that the previous game just had. oh not yeah, had.
0: it's insane. Like one of the things I did when I watched this trailer was. Instead of watching the stuff that they're supposed that they're trying to draw your eye to, I would start looking in like a little alleyway, and there would be mm-hmm. like a little kid like walking down the alleyway or like skipping down the alley. Like, it's pretty insane, man, what they're doing. Uh, this is supposed to come to consoles. It
1: probably uh, won't look
0: like that. Nope.
1: <laughs> but,
0: well, it might on the new system. Yeah, close. It'll be in the same ballpark, but that's pretty impressive what they're doing with Age of Empires for um, it may motivate me to finally upgrade my PC. I built a brand new PC when I launched Sifted. And at the time, it was a beast. Now, not so much. In like four or five years' time, my PC has gone from being a beast to to wanting a faster PC, I guess mm-hmm. is the best way to put it. So maybe stuff like this is the stuff that will get me to upgrade. I mean, you're closing in on five years. Yeah, it's crazy. It's an old PC now. Yeah, I mean, look, my GTX 1080, fine. Like, I can still play with that. I need a new CPU, basically, mm-hmm. and probably You need a new whole thing. Yeah, if probably. I mean, once
1: you're replacing the CPU, like, oh, that motherboard doesn't really exist. Ah, you just got to do the whole thing. Yeah, pretty like, much. That's how you end up buying a new PC. Yep.
0: And then that old PC will just become a work PC for Sifted, doesn't mm-hmm. it, generally? Like the one sitting right here right now. Uh, so, let's see. What's next? Uh, we hit Age of Empires Yakuza
1: on Xbox Game Pass. Crazy. Zero, one, and two. I mean, it makes some sense. I didn't think, I didn't predict this or anything, but it makes sense that now there's PC versions of these three. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So yeah,
0: yeah, Yakuza Zero and Kiwami One and Two both coming to Game Pass.
1: It's great because those are the best ones. They are certainly Zero is the best in the series. I think Um, it's the first one you should play. So it's a very convenient. I mean, it is all downhill from there. It (laughs) is. It is is, convenient that the one you should start with is the one that's probably the best, the best game in the series. Um, I mean, I'm glad they're doing that. I mean, the more people... It needs get more to, exposure. Yeah, the more people get to play the series, the better. Yeah. So put it on everything. Put it on Switch. Who cares?
0: Everyone's going to play these first three games, though, and then they're going to get 7, and they're going to be like, what? What happened? Because yeah. <laughs> it's a completely different game. It's a turn-based RPG. Uh, there's a demo of that up right now, by the way, Yakuza 7, hmm. on the uh, Japanese uh, PlayStation Store. So if any of you guys are interested in checking out the Crazy Change changes that came to the yakuza franchise you can check it out for free right now and it's very easy to create a japanese account on your ps4 um next up tell me why i still haven't even played judgment me either <laughs> like I haven't either I'm so behind on the yakuza stuff yep. uh tell me why the next game from don't nod and a big hit from the backstreet boys yeah uh, <laughs> it's it looks like microsoft is publishing it yeah it does. Do you think Microsoft is going to buy Don't nod. That would
1: be a really smart purchase. It would it ain't nothing but a heartbreak really if they don't. I
0: mean it fill it does fill a void. Ain't it, nothing but a mistake. <laughs> I never want to hear you say <laughs> uh i want to buy that dev yeah i think that would be a smart purchase yes
1: i I would agree with that
0: uh, and i mean don't
1: nod's a machine it would also be nice to see don't nod get the stability that that would
0: absolutely yeah and that little extra polish that they could get from working with a big Mm -hmm. team the extra time that microsoft would give them to finish off its games it is a machine it puts out so many games and they're all at least good yes uh uh, to me, it's a no-brainer. Don't nod. If I were any of the three platform holders, I would buy Don't Nod because you could also probably get them mm-hmm. at a pretty good deal. Well, especially
1: because they can do the Life is Strange stuff. They can do the you know the, the Telltale style thing better than Telltale in a lot of ways. Yep. And they can make something like Vampire, right? You yeah. Know, like that's a that's a versatile studio that does a couple of genres that like have the potential to blow up. You know, sometimes a game like this or a game like Vampire just. Hits it you know, does you don't know yeah. and like it's a, it's a, again I think that kind of thing is a gap in the Xbox library that Don't Nod would be very useful for filling both of those things.
0: I have a feeling this might be Microsoft dipping its toe in the water. It uh, wants yeah. to work with Don't Nod first to see if it hits its deliverables, to see what they're like to work with, to see if their corporate culture is a fit, and maybe if this all works out very well. Then they make the purchase. I would not wait too
1: long, though, because my guess is there are a lot of other people out there that are eyeing up Don't Nod for acquisition yeah. right now. Like, there's no downside to picking up Don't Nod if you're a major platform holder, I don't
0: think. I mean, what astonishes me the most is its output. It's not a big studio, and it, it puts out
1: games like two or three a year. Mm-hmm. It's They must have some really good producers. Yep. Like, the people, like, scheduling stuff and planning the milestones just really must know what they're doing
0: or they just have a system built yeah that's a fail safe where they there are flags that go up here and there to help them get back on track but you're right it's it's pretty much unheard yeah. of it seems like a very well-managed studio yep for sure i mean at the very least maybe you just want to headhunt the head of the studio <laughs> yeah <laughs> seriously though i mean that's how business works but at uh, the same time
1: if i were the head of that studio i don't think i'd want to leave a studio that i had running that well like, yeah it feels like that's kind of how yeah. your career works though you got to leave pl- I didn't want to leave G4 I mean
0: when I mm-hmm. left to go work at game trailers like I loved you guys and didn't want to leave but it was an opportunity that I couldn't pass up so sometimes you just have to do it unfortunately in life yeah. and it'd be a smart hire for sure
1: uh, depends where they wanted to put them yeah it's like if you want to hire me away from don't not to make me make like whip rare in a shape like forget it yeah and yeah I, don't wanna, <laughs> I wouldn't do that either I'm trying that yeah I wouldn't do it either. Uh, next
0: up, Microsoft Flight Simulator. This is my little, like, pet game. Like, I... I've never been a huge fan of the franchise, but this game just looks so damn good. That, yeah, I like, mean,
1: this is, the Flight Simulator is an intensely boring thing to me. Yeah. I have no real interest <laughs> in it. But this might be the best-looking game ever made. Ever
0: made. I know. And so we, we show it every time they show it, just to show you the latest trailer, to show you how good-looking this game is and what the possibilities are. Like,
1: there's a few things in uh, in some of the stuff they've shown. If you told me that was a, an actual Live action shot. I, like, I believe it. You. Absolutely. Yeah, it's incredible. And it continues to look incredible. Look at that. That's like, yeah. And I, I mean, also remember, like, that also fits with just like, if you see an airborne vehicle in a movie in the last 10 years, 95% of the time it's CG. Yeah. And it's, it's
0: probably the model from this game. Yeah. It's a, but it's
1: like doing, like, simulate, it's like why Forza looks so good. It's because yeah. simulating machines is very easy now with with lighting and tech of, of the current day. Oh, I like, need a CAD file. It's way cheaper than hiring an actual plane oh, in yeah. a movie. So that's <laughs> yeah, why you'll see sure. that all the time. You've seen CG planes and trucks and cars like hundreds of times in movies and never known and it. And didn't know it. And, yeah. and now they seem to be leveraging that same idea here, also using satellite maps of real-life terrain. And it looks like, looks like that. It's, it's not. Stunning. It's going to not going to be interesting to play at all to me because I'm an arcade person more than a sim yeah. person. But, like... Wow. I would watch someone play this for a while that knew yeah. what they were doing. Yeah. You know? As
0: long as they jumped around a good bit.
1: Yeah. Or just like, I mean, there's people that play this this series and like they run their own airline. Oh, I know. And all that stuff. Oh, I know. You know. And
0: then they start setting up like digital airports yeah. and there's people who run the airports and there's a virtual like flight control guy who's yeah. like calling the planes in and sending them out. Like, like they like,
1: wake up in the morning and send their planes off in the yeah. morning, go to work, come back, land them. <laughs> it's like it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, So they did kind of give a loose release date for this. They said it's coming in the middle
0: of 2020. It will also be day one on Xbox Game Pass. Crazy. Yep, pretty crazy. Um, And then kind of the final update was Xbox Game Pass. It has become kind of Microsoft's driving part of the Xbox business at this point. They push it hard, and they pushed it hard again at X19, Fifty more games? Is that what they announced so, I think that's coming right. to Game yeah. Pass? And then there were a few highlights: The Witcher, the first Witcher, which is a little weird. Um, Darksiders three and ten Final Fantasy games are coming to Game Pass in like the immediate future. And Kingdom Hearts. And Kingdom Hearts.
1: I didn't quite understand why that was such a big deal. Because they're not on Xbox at all. Yeah, it's because Kingdom Hearts Three is the only Kingdom Hearts on Xbox. Yeah. So like the fact that they're getting the other collections and basically you have the full series on Xbox now. Ah, okay. Like that's that's why it's important. I mean, it's a little Goog- Google Stadia y and it's just like, yeah, I think we've all played those. Thank you. Right. Like two or three times each, but like yeah. if, you know, having everything on one system is important to people. So just finally, the people who. I mean, I don't know who that is. I don't either. cares about Kingdom Hearts but has never played Kingdom Hearts and only owns an Xbox and bought Kingdom Hearts 3 but doesn't know the rest of the series. Yeah. Like, it's a small... whoever you are, email us because I want to know <laughs> yeah. what happened there. But, like, it, it's nice to be complete, you know, yep. that's all.
0: Um, yeah, so those were the big three. Witcher, Darksiders 3, and the gaggle of Final Fantasy games. Um, but, the, you know, all the first-party stuff, day and date. Yeah, On Game Pass going forward, it's all going to be there. It's
1: becoming... If you can't give people free games, make it feel like they're free.
0: Yeah, I just wonder why, if anybody buys an Xbox from here on out, why they would ever buy a game again. Like a first party game. Yeah. There's no reason to. None. Yeah. It's crazy.
1: But, and I'm glad because it makes doing this show way cheaper. It does. <laughs> <But> I,
0: mean, <laughs> the, I mean, the math seems to be working out somehow for Microsoft. I don't know how... But, I mean, it's smart.
1: She would think it would. Microsoft's got deep pockets. It does. I I don't know how long they can do this. I don't either. But just enjoy it while it lasts. And like I said... You can kind of, like, imagine a a time where they decide it's time to stop, like, pushing that that hard, and you end up in a situation like PlayStation Plus where suddenly the games suck. Yeah. And the free games stop being of the same quality, and everybody eventually noticed and was like, hey, wait a minute. What's
0: going on? Yeah. It's, uh... I don't know. I... I think microsoft has it has to have it figured out it it can't just be like we're just going to give away billions of dollars Mm -hmm. a year to get people on game pass and then hope that they buy other stuff like i don't don't know to me there's an algorithm somewhere that tells microsoft that this is a smart thing to do Uh, and like i said at the end of the show we're going to be giving away a free three-month pass to xbox game pass ultimate so make sure you stick around until the end of the show uh, then the final game that they showed was Crossfire, which is a free-to-play shooter from Korea. Yeah,
1: I remember. It. So They showed this at E3. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's a huge game in Korea, but it doesn't even ping in the West. Mm-hmm. And so I guess Microsoft is going to put some muscle behind it to try to, try to change that. I, I don't understand why... Um, I don't know. I guess everybody wants as many free-to-play games as they can get on their platforms at this point, so they can monetize them with cosmetics and things like that. Otherwise, I have no idea. Uh, they also announced a kart racing game um, from Korea called Kart Rider. That's mm-hmm. also a free-to-play kart racing game that's also coming to Xbox. And well, it's all driven. Stands no
1: chance against Garfield, <laughs> Furious Kart. <laughs>
0: It's all driven by microtransactions as well. It's all about customizing yeah. your cart and your rider. And if you
1: haven't car. read the rock paper shotgun review of that Garfield cart racer, go do that. It
0: is curated it is, on Sifted. now. Right it is astoundingly now. well done. Yeah, it's very funny. P- and,
1: putting that complete degree to work. We,
0: yeah, we need more of that. We need more <laughs> reviews like that where you're just reviewing a game that's so bad that you just decide to have fun with it. Yeah. Like not enough writers do that. Uh, and then just one final thing before we move on from X19. Uh, There was a couple interviews that Phil Spencer did, and kind of the recurring theme across most of those interviews was, for Next Generation, we will not be out of position on power or price. Mm Mm-hmm. So basically, Phil is laying down the gauntlet right now. This we're going to
1: cost the same.
0: Th- we're going to cost the same. This is not going to be an Xbox One yeah. repeat.
1: We're not going to X-Bone again. Yep,
0: we're not going to have the system that's underpowered compared to the PlayStation 5. It's going to be at least on parity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's going to cost, worst case scenario, the same as the PlayStation 5. So two big problems from the Xbox One launch fixed. Or at
1: least or so they seemingly yeah. fixed.
0: <laughs> we'll see if it actually pans out we'll that see. way. We're hearing all the right things for Microsoft. Yeah, for sure. And Microsoft's doing all the right things right now. I do think it was a little weird to show off a couple of those games now when they're going to need a big push for the next console. I think they, they probably could have held a couple of those and not really hurt X19
1: all that much. I mean, you probably could have hung on to Everwild until you were able to show more about what it actually is. Yeah. Um, but it's also nice to know that Rare is doing a thing. So who yep. knows?
0: And it's not like Avatars or some goofy project yeah. that Microsoft has decided to put Rare on, which has been far too typical. And basically, the whole their whole output since they were acquired. Yeah. Basically, yeah. So there you go. That's X nineteen. You said you hated it. I didn't so is that
1: a D from you? Or that's more like a C minus. Like there's a couple things. I mean, it would be lower if I was expected to buy any of it. Yeah. But the fact that they're basically giving it all to me for, that, for the Game Pass subscription, that's pretty cool. I, I'd give it an A.
0: Um, this was better than the last six E3s from Microsoft. Five.
1: Oh, I pretty much agree with that, but that, I don't mean it was an A. Like, I, I think I, it was. I, I think it was. Microsoft this. has not
0: unveiled this many games at once, and probably since they unveiled the Xbox One for the first time. Yeah,
1: that's probably true. I just don't care about most of the ones that were They just unveiled. weren't hit striking your fans. They don't it. interest me.
0: They do me, and I think it was great, and I hope that Microsoft does X20.
1: Like, the winners here, I mean, you know, it's not like Wasteland 3 was a surprise or anything. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, like, in terms of what was shown, like, tell me why is really the only thing that, like, makes my eyebrow go up is because it's Don't Nod, and they'll play whatever they put out. Really. Yeah. That's about it. Like, you know, the Game Pass library is great, but it's all stuff I've already played. Yeah. Uh, it's, inc- you know, it's cool. Like, you got Final Fantasy, you got Yakuza, you got Kingdom Hearts. Like, awesome. You're expanding your Japanese, like, game output. Uh, I have them all on PlayStation. I've already played them all. So, you know, but for someone that's cool, especially if on Game Pass, like, why not? Yep. I
0: thought they did great. And I think that Microsoft needs to keep it up. I think every event needs to be like that going forward. Microsoft cannot do any of the more E3 press conferences where they show... They're big three again, Gears, Halo, and
1: Forza, whatever. I mean, I think we're going to get Forza whether we like it or not. Yeah, yeah, and they'd be
0: dumb to end the franchise, but they were living on those three franchises for the last, like, five years. And
1: two of those are very interchangeable for most people. So, like, you need, I mean, Halo and Forza is great, but I think you need a third pillar for that launch that is something new. Yep. Even if it's just Fable again, but something that's out of the normal wheelhouse of driving and shooting. Yeah, it needs to be something. I mean, those else. games
0: they showed are outside of they that. They are,
1: but they're not a Halo or a Forza. They're not a Wow. Look what this system yeah. can do. They're not like you know. Oh my God, I can't wait to like dive into that. Like you need something that is. You need something that's a Skyrim, basically, mm-hmm. and maybe you can turn Fable into that. Maybe you can't. But whatever Playground Games is working on, like they're, the non-Horizon thing they're working on, you need it. Like whatever that is, I think that has to be the third pillar
0: okay all right
1: let's move on we're gonna talk next
0: about death stranding and you guys saw it in the graphic you're like oh they're gonna they finished it and they're gonna talk about like their experiences if they if it changed i'm not gonna talk about
1: that because i have not picked
0: the game up since last week's episode neither have i
1: (laughs) because here's the also because here's the thing uh on the way home from here last week, I found out that the local store got Jedi Fallen Order. Oh. So I turned around and, went and got <laughs> it, and I had no reason to play Death Stranding yeah. again. I have no reason really to play it again, period. I mean, I will probably go back and finish it like now that i'm done with jedi and and once i'm through more pokemon but like yeah that was death stranding had no chance i am eyeing this week. up death stranding for
0: when i get back from the holidays on like january 2nd or whatever mm-hmm. and there's that weird dead zone that new year's dead zone where like everything's waiting to ramp up you're waiting I mean, for people to get back yeah. from the holidays i'll probably Dive in and try to finish it. Then. I
1: mean, that's a good place to put. But I mean, I am frankly going to try to finish it before the game awards because when it wins everything, I want to be ready to argue about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so. the uh, game award nominations came out today, and they should probably just be called the Death Stranding Awards. Yeah. That does not make for. A I mean, it didn't get watch. nominated for
1: best esports coach, so that's <laughs> that's an upset.
0: Kojima wasn't nominated for best esports coach. <laughs> I mean, come on, that was the most obvious award for this game. Uh, so you're probably wondering, well, then why the hell are you guys going to talk about it? The reason we're going to talk about it is because Kojima came out, and once the reviews started coming out and some of the user scores started coming out, Kojima lashed out and said that the game is divisive and not as popular as you might think because Americans just like to shoot shit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How do you feel about that, Matt?
1: Uh, if that's what you tell yourself to sleep at night, yeah, okay. yeah, But give me a break.
0: Yeah. That was a pretty low blow. If it's you ask like, it's me. like, is
1: that why Spider-Man sold ten
0: million copies? Yeah, how many guns does he use? Fifteen million copies. Yeah, he, that,
1: I don't remember him using a gun. Is that why Pokemon's going to sell? Is the third biggest launch of the? Year? I mean, it's like, yeah. come on. Like tons of non-shooters sell here and review well here. It's like you made a delivery boy sim. Some people don't m- like it. Some people aren't cool with that, and you had to know that. Yeah. Like you, you I mean, there's no way you make this game and don't. I, like automatically know well, this he isn't said, for everyone.
0: He said before, like the reviews came out and there was he got the response. He said that I think some people won't find the game fun. Yeah, he went on the record saying that before it came out. I mean, he said no. He said I'm worried that some people that may not am.
1: find the game fun. Okay, well, pro- props for self awareness. Yeah, um, but then it just but,
0: disappeared in a week's time.
1: But that is not. I mean,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's I, mean, I mean, then why
1: did Mario Odyssey review so well?
0: Yeah. It's always like interesting watching a Luminary deal with a less than favorable response. Mm-hmm. They all do it differently, and you can't predict how they're going to react. And Kojima's reaction was defensive.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, it's. I mean, I mean, it could be argued that like Western audiences prefer action. Yeah, and and there's not part, much in this part of the gameplay loop of Death Stranding is that if you do everything right, there is no action. That's true. Like, if action <laughs> if you happens, win. you screwed up.
0: Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. Um, yeah, I found it offensive. In all honesty, that Kojima would say that about American. I would say consumers. it's offensive, but
1: it's just silly. It, it just it smacks of like. Desperation to well,
0: me. I think it smacks of what Japanese developers believe about American players. Yeah, that's probably true, yeah. And that's what bothers me the most, is even after all this time, they still, Yay, think, we're ride. Of, yeah. <laughs> they still think we're a bunch of meatheads. Like, yeah. I mean, they're
1: not wrong in some ways, but I think... I mean, they I, see
0: Call of Duty as the best-selling game. Sure. And they're like, oh, that's what they like. They don't look at but it's the al- nine best-selling games. Right,
1: but it's also just like... That's not your if you ever thought that was your audience for this game, you're out of your mind. Like and he knows that. He knows that the people that make Call of Duty are a huge seller are not the people buying Metal Gear. Like he knows that. Yep. It's 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 just like trying to find a reason to explain you know, and who knows what, what the reactions behind the closed doors are about the sales. I mean, it was I mean it seems like it sold well. But who knows how much this costs?
0: I don't know. I was at Best Buy on launch day, and they had probably, I'm not even exaggerating, like 400 of them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I certainly wasn't under undersold. And nobody there buying them. Yeah, but like, you know, people are saying, oh, it's the biggest, the second biggest IP or whatever. It's like, how many new IPs have there been this gen?
0: Wait, they're saying it's the second biggest, second biggest new IP, like, se- biggest, of this gen?
1: second biggest launch of a new IP in Japan. See, this is gens.
0: this is the spin though. Yeah. this is what but I'm. But like talking. the number
1: one is Days Gone, right? And like, <laughs> and then like, okay, what are the other new IPs? Name me some. Yeah, I can't think of any. It's like
0: you can use
1: data and manipulate sure. it
0: in however you want to make your case and that's, that's what they're doing but when
1: you're thinking about other, other new IPs even this year it's like okay what so it's sold, it's like be- best... sold better than Fall. like right. who gives a it's like a saying
0: shit? it's the best selling Hideo Kojima game of 2019 like right. it holds zero <laughs> seriously <laughs> yeah, though like yeah. it holds no weight like but it fools some people into believing, "Hey, maybe things didn't go as bad as we thought
1: that they did." Suck it, vampire! You didn't sell as well as Death Strand. <laughs> like, it's, it, like once you get in a new IP, you're just talking about games that like never stood, never were ever expected to sell. What a Kojima game that was had selling. like a marketing budget of literally like twenty thousand yeah. dollars. And, Day's and gone, you have, <laughs> and in the end, Days Gone sold pretty well for what it was. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think they spent the money on Days Gone that they spent on Death Stranding. No, not in development or in marketing. No.
0: I mean, Death Stranding commercials are, were all over football on Sunday. You never saw,
1: I don't even, I've ever saw a Days Gone commercial. Yeah. So it sold better than Horizon Zero Dawn. It did? Well, Horizon Zero Dawn's a new IP. And it, oh, so it's, yeah, from its so whole Japan, generation. If it was number two of, of the generation in Japan, it sold better than Horizon did. Oh, that.
0: in Japan.
1: That was the number that, I saw. Was oh, it was,
0: okay, that changes everything yeah japan all right that makes a lot more sense i mean i'm surprised it's not the number one ip in japan like days Days gone gone out no days
1: gone (laughs) was huge in japan and no one really seems to know why but no that was a story at the time the days gone launched hugely strong in japan yeah zakali is seldom americans are not woke enough
0: what does that mean
1: I don't know. So I don't, I don't see a lot of wokeness in Death Stranding. I see really. zero
0: wokeness. I see slumber in Death Stranding. Yeah. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I hate that. Like, uh, that's what I hate about what Kojima's doing. He's basically saying, y'all are a bunch of idiots, and that's why you don't like my game. And that's exactly what this guy's saying. Y'all, I'm the smart one. The rest of y'all, well, I think, if I think you don't like Death Stranding, I think he's joking. Is he? I don't know. Yeah, you just
1: said it was a joke. Oh, it was a joke. Okay. Yeah, just being sarcastic.
0: Okay. Sarcasm does not translate well in the internet.
1: No, not tremendous, but I I, I would hope that anyone who said that in reference to Death Stranding was kidding. Because I they're not. Know. There's a lot of people I'm that are sure not. I'm sure some of them are not, but they're also probably not watching this show because we would have p- chased them off by now. I
0: mean, I'm sure you saw the comments on our episode from last week. Were you not surprised at how many people were commenting that they love Death Stranding? I was. I was like, really?
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, I expect there's a there's a... Cadre of people, especially that post, especially online a lot, that love Kojima and are going to love anything he does. Like it's doesn't matter.
0: Crazy. I can't.
1: I mean, these are the same. I've pe- never even like that with Miyamoto. These like, are the same people who thought that the story in Metal Gear Solid Five was finished. Right. So I mean, there's no. There's. I mean, it's a cult to some degree. So well, uh, uh, by the way,
0: one of the fantasy teams in our fantasy football league is called Cult of Kojima. Mm-hmm. He's competing for the bye with Matt Kyle Rocks. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we should do an update on our Sifted Fantasy Football League here soon, because there's only two weeks left of the regular season. So hmm. up next week, I'll give you guys an update on what's going on over there. I'm still alive for the playoffs, if that matters. Hmm. Uh, but anyway, I, I hate these types of reactions from anybody, not just a game developer or whatever. I hate any time when people, when something doesn't succeed the way that they expected or isn't received the way that they expected, they start trying to blame other, oh, yeah. other people. Also, I mean,
1: Todd Phillips did the same thing when the reactions to Joker started. It's human nature. And, then, and I'll
0: say this, like when Sifted... I will
1: say this, at least what Kojima's talking about is in his game. It's true. And what Todd right. Phillips claimed the reason he made the Joker movie, that's not in the Joker movie. Yeah. It's a complete opposite. So, and I'll
0: say this, it is human nature. So when Sifted launched and it wasn't immediately a sensation, like my first instinct was these people just don't know what they're missing. They don't know what they're doing. But I've consciously recognize that and fought that because it doesn't do you any good to say people aren't getting it that's not going to help the product so it's but it's something that I've had to consciously focus on not doing blaming other people other things and just focus on me and the product and so I can understand why the knee jerk reaction of a lot of people is oh it's them they're dumb they don't understand it Mm-hmm. But that's not the way to approach it.
1: No, but that is the standard way to dismiss criticism now. Of especially if something is weird or unorthodox enough to sort of obscure the idea that it's just not interesting. Um, you see that with movies a lot too. So uh, it's 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 the hot new thing to like be like oh if you don't get if you don't like this it's not because you don't like it it's because you don't get it you don't understand what they're trying to do. And, like, a lot of times people try to pull that with some of the most shallow nonsense. I mean, people are trying to pull that with Batman versus Superman, too. And I'm just like, I got it. It's just There's dumb. nothing to get. It's, <laughs> like, I understood what I watched. It's just I think what I watched was really bad. Yeah. And, like, same with, you know, I understand what Death Stranding is doing and what mostly what – because, I mean, you don't have a choice. They explain everything constantly to you. But, like, I don't care. Like, it didn't do anything to make me care. Like I, and they're trying really hard on that fucking that baby, you know, the BB to like make you care about that. I'm like, you know what? One shot in The Mandalorian made me care more about a cute thing than <laughs> 40 hours of playing this. Yeah. So maybe be a better director, Kojima. That might help. Or maybe make a game as maybe fun you're, to play. maybe you're maybe that. I mean, that does too. But he didn't care about the gameplay. I don't think. Uh, but you, you're talking. He's ta- you know wants to be a film director, and I was like, well, maybe if your film directing icon was better than John frickin' Carpenter, yeah, you might
0: have a chance. I mean, aim. <laughs> h- I
1: mean, I'm not saying I don't like those movies, and The Thing is one of the greatest horror movies ever made. But like, aim higher than Escape from New York, for God's sake, yeah. if you want to make something meaningful to somebody. Well, so, he is Japanese, and there is a language barrier. Yeah, mm-hmm. some, I would I mean, he
0: speaks English pretty well. I think. Eh. He should speak it better than he does. I'll put it to you that way. Maybe for the person that he is in the position that he's in, he should speak
1: better English. But I mean, he clearly understands. Who am I? I don't speak Japanese. He clearly so. understands it. Yeah, I mean,
0: he a- understands everything you say. He just can't verbalize everything he yeah, wants, which is to
1: better than I can do. Oh yeah, I, can, around, I don't speak Japanese so. at all.
0: But I'm also not an international game developer who need who is interviewed by Japanese speaking press like five times a week. Yeah. So there's a difference.
1: But you wonder. I mean, you. I would love to know some honest reactions of things from like Norman Reedus and Gamble del Toro, and like how much they understood what they were doing while they were doing it in this game. Kind yeah. of thing is if how much of it was just like trust me, just just do it. You know, do what it. It'll make sense when, when it's done. Kind of thing. Yeah. Because um, I think Del Toro is no stranger to doing that to actors too. It's like, look, I know what I'm doing. Just do. Just do this. I'm telling you to do this. Just do it. Trust me. Who knows? Yeah.
0: Well, I'll say this. I think we'll probably discuss this game again in January. Mm. Because it'll be slow the first couple weeks of the year. And we probably will have both finished it by then. And then maybe we can do like a retcon on it. Yeah. But otherwise, we're done. (laughs) For now. Our commentary on Death Stranding is stranded at this point. So, all right. Let's move on. We're going to talk next about something... That many people wondered if it would ever happen. And we got rumors about it over the last couple days. And then yesterday, Valve confirmed it. There is a brand new Half-Life game that's coming in the next, like, year. Here's a catch. It's a VR
1: game. Called it. Yeah, you did call it. I mean, I I I said Half-Life 3, but new Half-Life content exclusive to VR. That's your your last, like, basically ace in the hole. Hey, that's Half-Life
0: 3 to me, bro. It's like, I don't know if we're ever going to get a real Half-Life 3, so I'm just going to take what I can get. Probably not. I mean, to be honest with you. Uh, So there is a single player linear VR game called Half-Life Alex that is going to debut on Thursday. The first trailer will be out. Is it exclusive to Valve's VR HMD?
1: Seems like it. That's interesting. I mean, I don't know how you enforce that. I mean, even Oculus stuff is not exclusive. Yeah, there's ways to make it. There's ways to bridge that gap.
0: Yeah, everything's been kind of jailbroken at this point. But
1: are you disappointed though? No, I mean, I don't really care. I mean, is it going to work on your Vive? It might. I'll probably never know. Like, am I going to dig that out for that? No. You're not excited enough to play a new Half Life that you'll dig out your Vive. I've lived my life for. Fifteen years <laughs> without, without Half Life, <laughs> I'm fine. Like I'm, it, it's over. It's Half it, It's over. Half Life's over. It's done. It's not though. It is on That's Thursday. It's coming back. No, it's just prequel. It's a bullshit prequel. Is give me it half- a prequel? I thought it yeah. was in between the two games. Yeah, it's a prequel to Half Life Two. It takes place between one oh, and the two. Right. Solo is also a prequel. It takes place between the trilogies. Like right, it's, right. you know, I don't care about prequels. I don't care about backstories. You give me Half Life Three, I'll dig the vibe out. But until then, go away. What if this is great though? Then maybe I will, but I'll let other people find that out for me.
0: And this, I mean, you're striking at the core of the lower third, which is not like that. Yeah. Like, we want a new Half-Life, but not like that. Like, we just want... And Mike, don't you think that they'll
1: make it playable in 2D? It would be dumb. Why? Because they want you to buy their headset. I get that. That's why this exists.
0: I get that, but...
1: (laughs) Maybe like two years later.
0: (laughs) Really? you think that long? Yeah. I think like six months... After when they realize yeah. and the sales are done and they're like we sold like two hundred thousand of this, they're gonna make it two D later, later later than later that, At
1: least a year. I mean, it is Valve, so yeah, they don't need the money. They're making money hand yeah. over fist all the time. They're not. like this, Yeah, they're, they're not the like red. we lost money on this. And we need. They to can make sit it up. on that shit for as long as they want, right. forever. If yeah, they want. you're right.
0: It'll probably be at least a year. But I mean, is that still doesn't make it worth spending like six hundred dollars on a VR no. helmet like or more? How
1: much is Valve's new helmet? I think it's like 600 700. Yeah. I haven't looked at it. At least recently. they've come yeah. down from like the 800 900 mark. Yeah, I mean if you want the one that comes with all the extra lighthouse sensors and all, I mean it's a thousand I think. Yeah. But like there's multiple. If you have packages. like your
0: Vive stuff, like will those Yeah, if I was going to buy it and like
1: work. use my old sensors, I think it's like 700 for the new setup. It's still a lot. That's still too much to pay to play a new Half-Life game. Sure. I mean maybe not Half-Life 3, a full-fledged Half-Life 3, but this uh, I mean nah. I'm I'm gonna
0: hold until I see the trailer on Thursday to try to figure out if it actually is a full game or if it's another one of these VR quote yeah. unquote experiences. I mean you, you can borrow around. my vibe if
1: you want it. Like I don't I'm but I don't really have any interest in setting all that up for a half life prequel side story. Like that's
0: peh peh. What did I, I say I, to you? I have to say I
1: am really surprised you're not more excited for this. Who cares about half-life anymore? I it's do over. I definitely it care over. It was two thousand four for God's sake. I don't care about anything that happened in two thousand four anymore. Like, it's, it's it, like, Valve has decided that this series is done. And so it's done. But it's not. They're making a new one. That's, who cares? <laughs> it's not a new one. It's a prequel. It's a cash-in as an attempt to make you, it's an attempt to leverage an IP that everybody liked back in the day to make them buy an overpriced headset. It is not some kind of legitimate follow-up. I don't care. I'll pay attention to it. I'll look at it. When what happens if Thursday. it comes out
0: on third? The trailer comes out, and it's, like, the hotness. It won't be. <laughs> You're awful you're awful confident in that.
1: Is it Valve that I mean it sounds like the problem you have is maybe you don't believe Valve can still make a good game. I mean that's part of it. It's also part of it. It's like Half-Life's done. Half Life was over. Like they didn't they decided to stop making Half-Life games, so they did. If they want to cynically bring it back in an attempt to sell this new hardware, like okay, but I'm not buying it. I mean, not in the sense that I'm not paying money, but I mean I'm not believing that this was a this was a Half-Life story. We felt we had to tell. No, I don't it's believe like, that either. No, it's, but it's, that
0: doesn't matter to me. I don't care any about any of that. All I care about is if the gamers are good or bad, and it's set in the Half-Life universe. The rest of that stuff does not matter to me. I don't care. I well, don't when care. you when you this want, this franchise could be gone for fifty years, and and Gaben could have said, "I hate Half-Life. I've always hated it," and I still wouldn't care if they're putting out a new one. Like I I don't understand why that ha- has any
1: weight for you. Because it requires me to drag this whole thing out and reset up this whole headset thing that's been in a box for two and a half years or buy another one for hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And I'm not doing that for anything. I understand that, too. But my
0: my question was your stance on Half-Life. Like, it's just over. Like, and nothing they is. can do
1: can change your mind on it. Like, I don't get that. There's one thing they could do to change my mind. It would have been make Half-Life 3 about ten years ago. But Like, that's it. So what if, like, this comes out and they're like, oh, yeah, we're working on Half-Life 3. Will you care then? If it comes out and I can play it without a VR headset, sure.
0: Okay. I, I'm confused. <laughs> like, I don't
1: care about some, like, side story prequel bullshit. I don't give a shit what Alex did between ha- Half Life 1 and Half Life 2. I don't care how the Combine took over between But 1 why, and why do you Life care
0: 2. about that with other IPs but not Half Life?
1: Generally, I don't. I mean, you care about the Star Wars prequels? No, I don't. I don't like the Star <laughs> Wars prequel trilogy very much. I think Solo was boring as all hell, and the only reason I like Rogue 1 is because they cut a Star Destroyer in half with another yeah, Star Yeah, Destroyer. but you went to see him. Yeah, and you weren't down on him before you went to see him. I mean, I was down on Solo. Like yeah. Solo's a dumb idea. Solo yeah. was always a dumb idea. And I, I forgot that Solo was coming out the day it came out. Yeah. I think like everyone Even did. though I already had tickets for it. If you look at the numbers, you'll if see If Jason Chung did. hadn't said something to me that morning, I would have forgotten to go to the movie <laughs> that night. <laughs> But, like, I mean, also, I just had to drive to a movie theater. I didn't have to, like, reset up my computer room to play a a VR headset again.
0: I understand all that. I don't understand why you're
1: cutting off Half-Life from your life. Because I don't care about this prequel that, like, is just, like, a punt. Like, people, it's not what anybody wanted. Like you said, not like that. Like, that's not what I want. And, like... I am more irritated. guess like at least the Star Wars prequels that they're making. The the I mean, the Star Wars tri- prequel trilogy was what what was always going to be made, and the Solo and Rogue One prequels, like they're disposable, but at least they aren't in place of what everybody's been wanting. Yeah, you know, like they're like some kind of like. Half measure, half life measure. I don't know. That's, that, would be, that's <laughs> that should have been good. the lower third. <laughs> use that for the next lower third when we talk about this again. It's just, it doesn't interest me. It doesn't excite we me. We will talk about this next week because that we will have seen it. Sure. Yeah. Um, each, you know, and I mean, to be fair, Valve made one of the best VR things in the lab. I mean, the lab's yeah. one of the best VR things, but it's just like, there's just such a cynicism to this and such a, like, hey, we know nobody wants this, but half life. It's like, no, not buying it. I understand right. that. I get, get I'm. I'm. I'm,
0: I'm not gonna cut myself off from Half Life forever, though. Because I mean, if
1: they do in fact release it for without the headset, like if you can play it without a headset, sure, I'd play it then. Okay. Like, but I'm not gonna like rearrange a room to play this damn thing just because they decided this is their way to f- strong arm people into buying a VR headset
0: okay alright we're gonna cut that off there because like I said we are gonna be talking about that next week because we're gonna show it on Thursday Uh, keep your browser tuned to sifted.net we will have it as soon as it breaks it will be up on the site and now it's time for the grand finale of episode 191 another prequel which is Star Wars Jedi (laughs) Fallen Order um both I have not finished the game Mm-hmm. I, it seems that I've unlocked all the locations in the game but I've not finished it yet. Yeah, I
1: think you've seen all the planets yeah well no you haven't you you've haven't you haven't seen one I guarantee okay so I have one planet left to discover now you go back um, it, it, again
0: the lower third for this dark god of Metroid uh, after playing I spent I don't know almost 20 hours no less than that probably like 15 something like that playing it so far and I would say it is a mashup in almost equal share
1: of Dark Souls, God of War, and Metroid. Yeah, I mean, I would compare it more to uh, Assassin's Creed because um, I think they're both it and God of War are kind of borrowing from Assassin's Creed in terms of traversal more than each other. But one way or the other, it definitely wants to be an experience like God of War. Like, that's what they're aiming for is like a Sony AAA cinematic experience game. The problem
0: is God of War, the franchise moved on. This is based on the old God of Wars.
1: There is a lot of old God of War in it, yeah. Yeah,
0: it. I, am, I mean, it
1: is Stig. It's. It it's, is, yeah. It's the guy who made God of War three, so that I, makes sense.
0: My biggest shock of playing this game is how much traversal there is. So yeah, they
1: they took the Metroid thing very platforming. I, mean, wall I remember. Climbing. I remember people being a little skeptical when they mentioned Metroid as a, as a. Uh, as an influence at E3 and like no absolutely well it's I think that's what there. makes it
0: like god of war though
1: like the the, the platforming the wall
0: climbing
1: well, all see, of I, that so looks I,
0: almost identical to god well, of see war.
1: here's the thing is no, I don't agree with that I I played it and god of war never entered my head nearly as much early on as um god of war entered my head in terms of what they're trying to do in terms of storytelling production value but the traversal is assassin's creed like, that's what they're taking that from.
0: No, no. Go back and watch an old God of War game. It's literally like frame for frame God of War. The, the same angle when he climbs the wall. It's exactly the same.
1: Mm, it is. I, mean, I, I wish
0: we had some queued up. I mean, I know what you're you.
1: talking about, but I never thought about that. It's, it's the just same never exact my head. angle. It's...
0: All of it's the well, same. The walking on well, the beams—it's all God well, of War. Else,
1: well, how else do you angle? That? I mean, but you I, just don't do it. Metroid has none of that. Metroid doesn't, but, have it, but God of War does, and Assassin's Creed does.
0: Metroid's influence in this game is the get a power, make your way out of the level, get another power, come back to the levels you've already right. been to. The, the level design.
1: The, but it's the also the design. traversal in the sense that the like you get the ability. The scanning wasn't as robust as I was hoping it would be. Yeah. Um. The there aren't as many enemies as I thought there would be. No. It, it's they focus more on like an enemy that like more versatile enemy types that can be like kind of tweaked as you move through it. Yeah. Um. As opposed to uh, which is Star Wars. It, it makes fine. sense. You yeah. have stormtroopers. Like that's yeah. the way it is. There's a bunch of different trooper types. And yeah you know various but
0: all you like, scan is like every time you kill an enemy type for the first yeah, the time, first time or like the
1: it. um like the uh, uh, BD1 sees things in the environment yeah. they give you like kind of background clues stuff or whatever yeah. yeah it's a little it's a little little snippet of experience it's worth doing but it it, is. it's yeah. not uh it's not like a no man's sky level kind of thing but this game was way more like god of war than i thought I mean, I guess. I mean, I don't know if there's that much of a distinction. Like, but Assassin's Creed, with the the beam balancing and the wall climbing, was Assassin's Creed to me. Um, God of War was doing that before Assassin's Creed.
0: Was yep. it? I, yeah. mean, like it was. Yeah. I mean, not like this. It absolutely was. Yeah, not like with this. I mean, the first
1: God of War has tons of this. Oh crap. sure, but like it was a much like the character is much smaller. I just it, no. I never thought of the go old back God and of... watch some footage. I mean, of I know Bond what you're it. talking about when you say that, but I this just is don't identical to it. But it's not. I mean, how so is it is Assassin... different? How, is it, how not... is it different? How because it's closer and the character is larger and you're more brought into what's happening. It's the Assassin's Creed camera angle. No. Yes. It's not because you can Kratos... move the camera. Kratos is tiny. In God no, of no, War.
0: no! You you can move the camera in Assassin's Creed. You cannot move the camera when you're doing this I stuff mean, in
1: this game. I mean, you can move the camera, but why would you? Because you're just going to screw up. Because Assassin's Creed but doesn't know. where I'm you right go. on this one, Matt. It's totally mm. God of War. It's Stig. Why would he it copy is... Assassin's Creed when he can copy his own game? Well, because it's kind of a universal thing now. I mean, you could also. I mean, because other people... he started it in God of War. I don't. I'm not willing to give God of War credit for what Assassin's Creed did. It's not. Like I mean no I'm not I'm giving this I'm giving it credit for what this game is doing but I think it takes lessons from Assassin's Creed in a way that just the old God of Wars didn't have I mean I could see it if you are comparing to the last previous God of War cuz there is more I think there's more of an element to that like he's doing all the same things in that but I just Assassin's Creed was what I thought of the whole time I was doing the like the the climbing traversal in this I, I didn't at all I got it was God of War <laughs> the whole time Regardless, it does share I mean, almost s-
0: equal elements of those three franchises.
1: I mean, the thing I see people comparing it to mostly is Uncharted, which I think is That's also really, an apt it's comparison. It's there, but it's, I don't think it's there as much as – I think the God of War and the Assassin's Creed comparisons are more accurate than calling it Uncharted because Uncharted has a little more – Uncharted has got a little more loose to it. Uncharted's, I think – is a little messier on purpose. Maybe the
0: overall – design of the game is closer to Uncharted because you have, I like... I mean, in the sense
1: you got the paint. The red paint shows you where to go and that kind and of And then thing.
0: you have, like, you do a bunch of action. Then you have a
1: big cut scene. Like, yeah, it's structurally, kind of, yeah, it is similar. It's a little more, like... Uh, but it's, I mean, God of War and Assassin's Creed also do that. They do, so yeah. But... It's you, really just modern action game. It kind of is. So it's
0: Yeah, it's kind of a derivative, like, hey, here's all the cool stuff from the modern action game and we're going to kind of figure out a way how, to make it work. But that's how, like...
1: That's how Star Wars games have always worked. It's yeah. just like, we're going to. What's popular right now? Okay, make a Star Wars one. Yeah. That was, that was the old LucasArts philosophy, and it worked just fine.
0: But this game does not feel like it's a new game. No. Like, it feels like it was kind of a game from maybe last generation that never released, mm. and then they, like,
1: rebuild it with, like,.
0: 4K not know. But, or, I don't know
1: about that. Like this, this is a this game doesn't exist without Dark, without Souls. Dark Souls and that whole series existing, and it doesn't exist without Sekiro. Well, Demon um, Souls was last gen. Yeah, but Demon Souls didn't play like this, and. This this takes lessons from Sekiro, and not. I don't mean that like they redid the game since Sekiro came out, but I'm like, I promise you, Stig and the respawn guys knew what Sekiro was doing before we knew what Sekiro was oh, doing. Yeah, all those guys know internal stuff. They're in the industry; yeah. they all know this stuff. Um, and there's definitely influence there. Uh, so the combat, which is the best part of the game, sure. is definitely something that only could have happened now. Everything else is. Something that's pretty much been in place since the 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 you know the early Assassin's Creed's or the early Uncharted's, um, which is fine. Like, it doesn't need to reinvent the wheel. It's the first damn Star Wars game that is in Battlefront for 15 years yeah, or something yeah. that wasn't some kind of, like, unmitigated disaster. Or a mobile game. I mean, I would say this is the best Star Wars game since KOTOR 2, uh, which was 2005, I think. Yeah. Um, but it's still, like, the thing is, like, so, yeah, I was really kind of hoping, and it says maybe it says more about the year than about the, the game. Uh, that I was kind of hoping this would be one of my Game of the Year candidates, and I don't think it is. Um, I think it's good, not great. And the reason it's good, not great is because all the elements to be that triple A kind of Sony-style cinematic experience like Spider-Man or God of War, which it desperately wants to be, they're all there. But the polish just isn't there. Yeah, it's I'm, rough around every edge.
0: The biggest surprise to me, other than the fact that it feels a little older than I thought it was going to, is is that I. Mm-hmm.
1: It's just like there. I don't think there's an element of the game that I haven't had a moment where I'm just like, oh, I wish that worked a little better. Or it's I wish it's that,
0: weird that it's a respawn game, and it is. And I haven't had any game breaking. No, bugs. it has
1: It's not. It's not broken. It's not like oh that doesn't work or oh I hate this or it doesn't. It's just. Tweaks. It's just endless things I think needed tweaking or needed six more months in the oven kind of thing. It's just
0: not crazy polished. Yeah. Like like the hitboxes aren't quite right. Like even on some of the terrain, like I've slipped and fallen yeah. off of a ledge when I shouldn't have slipped and fallen off a ledge. And there's
1: like moments where I feel like it doesn't quite direct you the way I think they intend to direct you. And I yeah. got confused what to do um, in a way that isn't, I think, intended in the way that the exploration wants to confuse you. It's, there's like sort of a different feel to some of those moments. Um it's sort of, I mean it's sort of like you know like like for as much as I don't think Death Stranding is interesting Death Stranding's level of just integrity and polish on its kind of technical side is just unimpeachable it's razor sharp and yeah. this is much mushier in yep. that regard like you know, as good as the combat is, like the hit boxes are not Dark Souls level quality. As much as good as the the way the parrying and stuff works, it's it's still a little mushy once you get into the really hard stuff later on, and you're trying to fight like the faster purge troopers and the bosses and stuff. The once you first go up against some of the big monsters that sort of break kind of the one to one combat stuff, some of the some of the dodging is a little messier than it probably should be because you can't quite rely on what you need to do to dodge this or that. Also, the tells. A, lo- a lot of the, the tells are very are hard similar to read because yeah. well, they, they lead into very similar moves, which is well, it's not also a th- like a blob that just lunges right. like it's <laughs> and you and you learn it. But it's like there's also not a lot of great feedback in terms of like if you're in a big back and forth, like saber flurry, you're not always getting the correct feedback that you're getting hit. And I've never had that problem in, like, a Souls game. Like, yeah. I always know when I'm getting hurt in a Souls game. And sometimes I'd look down at the the life bar on this game and be like, holy crap. I'm almost dead. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, so it's little things like that. The game is super cool. Like, it's it, it's the best lightsaber combat of all time. I would argue, hot take, it's the only good lightsaber combat ever done. I mean, I would argue I this
0: is the best Star Wars action
1: game ever made. Uh I mean I guess In it, this genre. In terms of a third person action game, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean I don't think it's better than the than the Kotors. I don't think it's better than X Wing and TIE Fighter, but yep. that's about it. Yeah. Um,
0: Sadly, the history of Star Wars video games is yeah, not illustrious. That is, there's a little bit of damning <laughs> with
1: faint praise when I say it, yeah. but like I, I mean, there is there is some really cool stuff in here. Oh, they, go yeah. some, they do the just pla-
0: deflecting the blasters the, the, feels so oh all the the, good. the
1: lightsabers have never felt more deadly. They feel they feel like dangerous like. Deadly weapons when you when you light them up and the, and all that when you deflect the blaster bolts it feels like you're deflecting something that would have killed you even yeah. though it wouldn't because you can take several hits yeah. but when you deflect that thing and you can kill a stormtrooper when you deflect it it feels like in the movies where you're it feels like you're deflecting a very solid projectile not just like a little a little light light blast thing yeah yeah. And a lot of that comes to the sound. Like I mean, sound the animation are a rumble in the controller. The animation too. is very well done, but the sound in this game is some next level shit. Like the sound is the best, some of the best stuff in. It. And Star Wars games are always good with sound. Yeah. Sound is very well done. Because they give up the
0: libraries for the games.
1: Part of that, but also the whoever did the sound on this is making it their his or her own. I don't know who the sound director was on this or sound editor, but like. Every, I mean, there's a bunch of different lightsaber color crystals, like color, and like in the modern canon, the color crystal kind of determines like this the frequency of the blade and how. The, there's like eight, I think, color crystals in this game, exactly. eight or nine, yeah. and like they all have different sound sets. Yeah, like they're like you light a you light up the orange one, and it sounds different than the cyan one or the purple one. It's really well done. Like yeah. there's there's tons of and like this the footsteps are great. The it's. Like they they bring this. It's also a gorgeous freaking game, by the way.
0: Yeah, I mean, I it, mean, again, they cheat because these aren't open worlds; they all load in and whatnot. But whatever, yeah, it's it looks gorgeous. Good. <laughs> um,
1: I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. I think it's pretty good. I think. I think it. Uh, it didn't blow me away visually, but I did like seeing like the, the the visual representations of some of these planets that are you know some like Daphneir and. Uh, Kashyyyk are, you know, established in the lore already, but it was really cool to see them done justice in a 3D game for the first time ever, really? I mean, you know, it's it's cool. Like, it really works. And, um...
0: uh, Here's another thing I would say. I think, you know, when you bring up Dark Souls... People get scared away.
1: Oh, it's so much easier than it's any Souls It's so game. much easier. It's much for forgiving. The checkpointing is constant. It's yeah. not as obs- – I mean, stamina is a thing, but the stamina is more for the defense only. It's not – like, swinging the lightsaber doesn't use up stamina, so you can attack as much as you want. You're never going to, like – be unable to counterattack because yeah. you've spent too much time blocking. Yeah, I've it's never not had that, that position complex.
0: where I, my character is just dead. Right. <laughs> it's like I can't move and now I'm he's literally
1: dead. It's not that it's not as demanding. I mean if you so there's four difficulties in this there's story, Jedi Knight, Jedi Master, and Jedi Impossible. Something. Yeah <laughs> Jedi Champion or something like yeah. that. Master, I would say, is about the difficulty of your average Souls game.
0: So the next one up from the one you start, the default.
1: Yeah, so hard, basically. Uh, Jedi Knight is entirely well-balanced for probably your average player that knows their way around action games. Uh, Jedi Master. If you're a Dark Souls veteran, I would say you're fine on Jedi Master. Yeah. Uh, think, and there's the story mode difficulty. And story mode is for people that just have never played a game like this before and maybe don't know. Yeah. Because even on normal, even on Jedi Knight, like you die in like five hits. From, yeah. From, yeah. Like, from like a decent enemy. Yeah. Um. You, you that life bar can whittle away real fast. And so like the difference is mainly that like in Uh, In Jedi Master difficulty, something that kills you in five or six hits on night will kill you in three. Right. And the timing for the parry windows is smaller.
0: And the save points are very frequent.
1: Very generous, very frequent. And when you die, so this is also a big big difference. Uh, You know, the usual Souls thing is when you die... You drop all your X. Exp- you drop your souls, you drop your XP, and you have to go pick it up again. Or in Bloodborne, uh, you have to go kill the guy that killed you or was near you when they- when you died, and he'll ha- he'll glow and he'll be the one that you got to kill to get your stuff back. So in this game, when you die, um, the guy that the thing that killed you will glow, but to get all your stuff back all you have to do is hit it. Once. You don't have yeah. to kill it. You just have to damage it. And when you and damage
0: it, it also, like, refills your health. It gives all your force
1: and health back. Yeah. So, like, it's actually, like, very forgiving. I mean, at least on normal, that's how it works. I don't know about it. I didn't play it. I played it briefly on Master and realized I could do this on Master, but if I want to get through the game before next week's show, I should just play on normal and get through it. I will probably play it again on Master or Champion, whatever the high difficulty is, just to see how that works out. But, yeah. Um, I would say this. If you want to make this game hard, you can. Like oh, it's, yeah. It's, not, it's sure. not shying away from that if you go into the higher difficulties.
0: I'll say this, though. Like, my friends back in central Pennsylvania who I grew up with who play, you know, three games a year or whatever, but they love Star Wars. Grandmaster. War- Jedi Grandmaster. Yeah. Yeah, but they love Star Wars. Like, when I go home for Christmas, they're going to ask me should they buy this game. I'm going to tell them, yes, they should buy it, but I'm also going to tell them that they should play it on the story mode difficulty.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, they could start on Jedi Knight. You can change the difficulty whenever you on want. On the fly. So. Yeah. But I, would, I, but I think if they started on Jedi Knight, they wouldn't make it very far before they quit playing the game. Mm. you got to realize, these it's are a, really casual yeah, players who I mean, it probably
0: don't even use block in any games they play. Well, block. they're
1: going to have to learn that because uh, you, you can't live through this game without blocking
0: On story difficulty, you might be able to.
1: Maybe. But I think
0: you're missing some of the fun on oh, that. Oh, yeah. But see, they don't care. They just want to... Wield a lightsaber, see some cool Jedi stuff, fight the empire. Well, so do I, but like part of that is blocking. They don't they don't care <laughs> like about like deflecting blaster like, bolts. There's a lot of people who look that way or think about it that they'll they'll master blocking like the bullets or whatever. But as far as like mano a mano combat, they're not going to master mm-hmm. like the parries. They're going to whack the attack until the other characters dead like that's how they play video games and so i would recommend that they play it on the story difficulty yeah, i mean it's harder earlier it is like, early on it's reason. harder like once you get Weird. all your moves
1: together once you have more options like it's fine but i don't know like i feel like you're still gonna need to block in story mode
0: it depends on how much damn i mean it all comes down to damage how much damage mm-hmm. do they take every time they they hit you um any other criticisms you have well, I do have uh, the clip I captured. Oh, yeah. Of, uh... So we talked about how the game is buggy. Yeah. I said that I haven't really had any bugs. Like I've I've fallen through a floor here and there. I've died when I shouldn't have died here and there. But I haven't had any crazy yeah, been bugs. Yeah, there a couple, like,
1: miss. you know, like, oh, I feel like I grabbed that thing, but I didn't. Like, yeah, it's just like little, that. little yeah. things.
0: Other people have said they've had crazy bugs. And, mm-hmm. Matt, you actually came across a bug.
1: I, I ran into one that I was like, oh, I got to capture that. I got to, so I went and did the Xbox game capture thing, so.
0: And we brought it in so for you guys to brought it in because because
1: it, like, it actually made me go, whoa, like, out loud when I saw it. like oh yeah. it. I, I don't get a, you don't get a verbal reaction out of me from a bug very often. But uh, this, this one. one did.
0: Yep. So we're gonna play it for you. Uh, there is audio. Be patient. It's only a minute long.
1: Yeah. So this this is one of the elite enemies. So there's named elite versions of some of the, the creatures that you have to like fight. And once you defeat them, you either get a, get access to a, like a new uh, a new pathway, or you get like a treasure they were guarding that usually is something you know, usually something worth getting because usually something like a you know a, one of the items that boosts your force or boosts your life. So, I killed the guy, I killed this thing, and then I got to open the door that he died in front of. And uh, that's when things go a little wrong.
0: Yep. So,
1: hashtag. Whoops. <laughs> Wait for it. Hello. Oh, my God. So, not anything that interfered with playing the game, but wow. You're like... lucky that door opened, <laughs> yeah. though. Well, I had open the. How wouldn't it open? The thing's made of jello. I have never Which... seen a glitch like that in my life. That's pretty great.
0: And I have played video games a long time. I've never seen a glitch like that.
1: I mean, I've seen I mean that is like some unreal engine model fuckery basically. There's something like,
0: going on there, but I've had nothing like that. Like yeah.
1: but even that, I mean, that's cosmetic. Like it didn't yeah, yeah. It didn't break, it didn't the, break game, the game, it didn't or... stop my progress. I didn't have to reload it or anything. It was just like it was like, "Whoa, I got to you know one of the few times I'm like, "Okay, I got to bring that in cuz like that's pretty cool." I, I was not able to repeat that, by the way. <laughs> I, that's good. Did you try to? Uh, a couple times. But it, really, it seems you have to, they have to, something big enough to block the door has to die in front of a force pushable door. Uh. And, and, like, I, I assume that would be how, but it's very hard to replicate that because you can't really control where something where he dies. dies. Yeah.
0: Uh, I took a bunch of notes that um, I'm mean, just going to run through. So some graphical issues. I don't know if you notice or not, but when you have like on-the-fly conversations, there's no facial animation.
1: Do you notice that? Oh yeah, like I like some- you- noticed it sometimes when he's talking. But I thought, oh, he's just thinking. But like, is it when he's also on the comms? Yep. Hmm. He they did not animate his face, which is expected you to be facing away from the camera. Well, I, I mean, most of the, I'm, I barely caught it to be
0: honest with you. Like, it's, I just caught a glimpse of the side of his face, and his face wasn't moving while he was talking. And then I ended up looking for it then and ended up seeing it the whole rest of the game. So that's, they cut a corner there. Most modern games do that. Like, mm-hmm. even if you don't think you'll ever see their face, their face is still animated. This game does not have that. Also, the I don't know if, like, everywhere they go is windy, but, like, the hair is always moving in a very mm-hmm. weird way. Like, not natural at all. Like, it almost seems like they did video game hair in the way that they used to do it. It, did, it does feel
1: like a slightly old hair shader.
0: It looks like, and I would say Death Stranding is kind of like that, too. The way that they mm-hmm. do hair and Death Stranding. It's kind of like these layers of textures that they stack on top of yeah. each well, other. Well, the
1: Wookies in particular, are Ugh. not... They look awful. Did not turn out awful. too well. Awful.
0: I don't know what, what happened there. I, don't know. I mean, it's obvious when you first see him that it looks terrible. Uh, the other thing that makes the game feel really old to me is that there are invisible walls everywhere. So there are lots of areas where you should be able to climb. It looks like you can climb, and there's an invisible wall there. There's also inconsistencies. Or they just don't let you grab right. the
1: ledge that it, feels That's like it be able to grab. That's what I'm talking about.
0: So there are inconsistencies. Like in that train part that we were showing earlier in the B roll, there's one part where you get to this big wall. And I jumped all over that wall trying to figure out how to climb it. It turned out you had to go all the way to the right, and there was just one ledge that you could jump up and grab. But the same ledge was all the way around it, and you couldn't grab it anywhere else. Like, that's that's a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. Like, that's an inconsistent There's situation.
1: another thing like that later in the game. Uh, during Because, you know, like, periodically when you get a new force power, usually you get it by doing like a flashback yep. to, to his training when he was a boy. Yeah. Um, And late in the game there's a there's a flashback where you're you go into like a training thing, little Jedi Master your master says, like, come up to where I am, come get me and you have to do a bunch of platforming to get there. There's one point in that platforming section where there is no indication of what to do next or where to go and it's incredible and like it I had to look it up online. Yeah, like I couldn't figure out what it was because basically the thing it's a thing you've done a thousand times before in the game. But it's always marked out in a different way than it is here, and there's no real way to know that's what they want you to do.
0: Yeah, there's there's not, like, a lot of hand-holding in this. There, like, I wish there were waypoints mm. because – so basically the way the game works is you get a mission, you go to the planet, you go way deep into the level, you finish it, and then you have to get out. And a lot of times, like, whatever ability you get at the end of the dungeon – Will help you get out more yeah, quickly. Yeah, usually opens a shortcut, shortcuts or and kind. stuff like that. And so you—that's the process that you repeat. You mm-hmm. land, you go into
1: the level, you complete what you have to, and then you have to get yeah. back. Yeah, and then out usually you it. go back to a previous planet that you can now access something with your new power. Yeah, I mean, it's very Metroid. It is very area. Metroid for sure. A lot of backtracking, not as much backtracking as Metroid Prime Two, but no, but backtracking is involved.
0: But that is the general pattern that you follow yeah. throughout the game.
1: Which is fine. Yeah, I mean, would I like more planets? Sure. Yeah, uh, but I also like the way like you realize like oh, there's actually a whole lot more to this planet. Oh yeah, than well you on, can see it so. because it also
0: has like that crazy 3D map like Metroid. Yeah,
1: which sh- shows you like oh this you can't Here's open this door. door. This door is available. You haven't explored this part yet. It's actually yeah. a pretty good map.
0: I just wish there was a waypoint in the game mm-hmm. because there have been times where I'm trying to get out of the level after I've completed it and I've gotten lost. Yeah. And you start looking through the map, and it's just like Metroid. It's like you first see the map. You're like, this is going to give me everything I need. And then you realize, like, when you actually start trying to use the map, like, there's all these little tunnels that, like, end. And you don't know if you get to the end of that where it goes. or It mm-hmm. could be, like, an elevator that takes you up or down. Like, there's not enough information in the map, in my opinion. And a waypoint would have been greatly appreciated.
1: Like I figured, I was pretty much fine with it most of the time. But I do, I was very aware of like, I have to keep on this game because if I stop playing it I'll for three days, everything. I'm going to forget where everything is, yep. and I'm never going to find my way back to where I need to go. Again, very much like Metroid. Yes, the 3D Metroids in particular, yes.
0: Metroid Prime. Some people love this stuff though, and it is yeah. it is a very isolating game. Your droid is there. The droid Duca- is adorable. I love BD1 the is droid. Great. BD-1 is, like, one of the best new Star Wars characters in a really, really long time. Well,
1: he was for about three days, and then The Mandalorian came out. Oh, right. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I haven't watched that yet, but I know what you're talking about.
1: But But it's a similar energy. It is. Yeah. They do a
0: great... The animation for him is
1: incredible. Mm -hmm. And it's a really good way to sell Cal, um, because I like Cal. Here's the thing. So... I do think he looks weird. I don't. Yeah. Th- I, I think I think Cameron Monaghan is a really good actor. I like him in in a bunch of stuff. I don't think they translated his face to a, the the digital character model very well. Yeah, he looks a little odd. But he the performance is very good. And the fact that I was worried that Cal was going to be sort of like Kyle Katarn, who I hate that character. I don't like any of those games really, but like. Doesn't want to be a Jedi. Doesn't want to be part of this whole thing. I was worried we were going to have a whole section on the scrap planet at the beginning where he doesn't want to be a Jedi <laughs> and he doesn't want to go back to the. No, he's just like, oh, let's go. Like, like ten yeah. minutes after ten minutes, you're on a new planet. Yeah, like it, it just they, there's no bullshit at the beginning of this game. And then, like, once he finds uh, BD-1, he is instantly kind to him and very attentive to him. And the fact that he is instantly kind to BD-1 made me instantly like Cal. Yeah. It's very smart writing. Their relationship is great. Very well done. Yeah. The whole, I mean, he, there's a lot of good character. Like, because the story in this game, it takes place be- uh, five years after episode three. So because of when it takes place between the prequel and the original trilogy, um, nothing can really happen. Like you can't solve the galaxy's problems because Luke Skywalker does that in fifteen right, years. Yeah. So, by definition, the the quest is kind of to like to reestablish the Jedi Order by finding this holocron that has the names of Force sensitive children on it. Yeah. But you know that can't happen because it didn't happen. Right. So like <laughs> you sort of, already like, know where it ends. Like you're kind of the, the the revelation at the end is the reason they don't do that basically. Yeah. But like, but it's cool. Like the end. I think it's okay though. It's I'm fine. fine with yeah. I mean, it, yeah. that's just the nature of a prequel. Uh, it's also the nature of sort of what you're doing. All you want to do is run around, swing a lightsaber, and fight stormtroopers, and that gets you there. Oh yeah. Um, but like. So you're kind of left leaning on the characters and their relationships, and most of that really works. Like it he, does. He, yeah. His character is good. The 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 woman that recruits him is good. The pilot alien guy yeah, amazing. is great. Um the uh, the bad guy, the second sister, is very great. effective. Well played. Yeah. Um, so it all works. Like it's 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 good.
0: The plot isn't that prevalent. No, the, in the plot game, is though. the
1: plot is a skeleton yeah. frame, really. To hang because everything you spend on. so
0: much time
1: out similar to Metroid.
0: It is. So you land, and literally, it'll take you probably an hour plus to go complete the mission, and then make your way back. Then typically, you watch a cutscene that moves the plot mm-hmm. forward. Then you go to the next spot, rinse and repeat. Yeah.
1: The one thing I will say that I thought was a little disappointing to me is. Um, outside of not wanting to waste the you know cuz everyone everyone in this game who's acting in the game the characters look like them like they're their facial scan you know just yeah. like so many other games now um, so i can understand not wanting to tell the lead actor that you're going to let people change their face but otherwise there is no reason you shouldn't be able to customize cal yeah. in this you should be able to pick Maybe not you can his customize hair. the crap out of your lightsaber. You can customize everything else. You'd be able to customize, I think, minor minor f- features. Maybe the hair color, skin color. You should be able to choose if it's, he's a boy or a girl. Um, I don't see any. I mean, I know that would require like having someone else record the, the lines again. But there's nothing in the game that requires him to be male. Uh-uh. So I don't. I, it's unfortunate to me that they. I think that they didn't give you more options there. Um, that's really I the only, the only thing I would criticize in that regard. Cause everything, I mean, you can change his clothes, his, his poncho, the color of the droid, the color of the ship, the color of the lightsaber, f- like three different separate pieces of the lightsaber. Also, I should note, almost all the lightsaber pieces are straight from the building your own lightsaber I knew thing it. at Galaxy Edge. I knew Edge. they did. Like, I haven't yeah. done
0: that, but when you showed me yours, I'm like, yeah. wait, I think these are all the same parts yeah, you Matt can,
1: got to choose from. Yeah, you can pretty much literally build my, like the lightsabers that you bought. At Disney, Disneyland cool. Out of that, we just—I mean, they're—they they're cool. look cool, and you might as well not waste it. It gives you more options, so that's cool. Um,
0: Skill tree is pretty limited. There's pretty limited, just three branches. Most
1: of it is useful, so yeah. that's okay. And you
0: do notice most of it whenever you enact
1: it. Yeah, uh, the, I put
0: almost all my points initially into health and defense.
1: Same, uh, but later on, like the enhancements to the various force powers are are super useful. That's um, what I
0: invested in last with force.
1: Yeah, why don't I? I mean, I, I went for like sword, lightsaber attacks, and defense first. I tended to. I, there are a couple things I saved for later because I didn't use one of the alternate styles you got until later. There's a lot of surprises in this. There's also like a very major upgrade you get early on, which is interesting because when people started talking about it online and comparing notes as to where they got it. It doesn't matter because early on I was going to say, like, oh, I got to mention, like, go back to the first planet to get this important upgrade. But it turns out whatever planet you go to, you find that upgrade. Oh, interesting! It's very well designed. Huh? Because someone it was uh, um, uh, someone was saying uh, who, I can't remember his name now. Who was the guy who did um, uh, that that crazy uh, documentary about Rocket League? That really? Oh, you in- mean def- no clip? Yeah, but the, 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 the man who directed it. Oh, the,
0: the old guy from GameSpot? The guy, yeah. I can't remember you his know, name. You know, you know what I'm talking <laughs> about. I, I feel Dwyer, terrible. Dwyer. Yeah, the, Danny yeah. O'Dwyer. Danny
1: O'Dwyer. Um, he said, like, make sure you go, and you might not be ready, but go to Dathomir and find the thing. And everyone's like, no, I found it here. I found it here. I found it here. And it's like, they. There's, that's cool. There's some pretty, that's a pretty cool piece of design there that yeah. they did that. Also, Dathomir's scary as hell when you're, low, when you're like unupgraded and you should not go there until you're ready. Which, which I think is cool that um, that early on they give you the option to go to Dathomir as one of the, like when you first get the ability to, to fly the ship and go wherever you want. You can go to the next planet that's in for the main quest, or you can go to Dathomir and get your ass kicked. Yeah, immediately which I thought that was they cool.
0: that's. Kind of the only point where that happens. Though. It is,
1: but it's like nice. Right that at they the let beginning,
0: they let you choose, but if you go to the wrong one, you'll learn real quick yeah. to go to the right one. Well, and also,
1: if you know anything about Star Wars, you're like, yeah, Dathomir is not the second planet you want to go to. Yeah, for sure. Star Wars, it's dangerous. Universe. Yeah, uh, but it's that's also a very cool section.
0: Yep. So you finished this map, but yes. you said you kind of beelined it. How long did it take you to finish?
1: I didn't. I did a lot of wandering. Actually. Oh, you did. I did. I did a fair... So it was probably like 22 hours. I would say 22, 23 hours. Yeah. Um. I still didn't get everything. Like, I, I, hundred percented. I think two of the five planets. And I there's need to not a get lot three. to
0: collect, really. There's a the lightsaber. One of them does. Like the,
1: I think Zepho the main, like the yeah. first planet you go back to, like that has like forty something chests or something. It's, like there's yeah. a lot there. But the others, are, some of the others are a pretty minor. Like the last planet, with well, the last like mission takes place on a place you a can't go back to afterwards, and b has no collectibles on it whatsoever. Um, so that's a kind of a different thing. But. Uh, yeah, there's a reason to go back and kind of you know with your with your new powers variously and say, oh, I can do this now or I can do that now. And I know there's all. and sometimes it's cool because sometimes it's like a little extra room and there's a nice little chest there. And it gives you think, okay. Sometimes you open it's like, oh, there's a whole like other level. Oh, behind yeah. This thing. Like, so well, you can look on the map. Like you can see the
0: doors and the map is good about saying, okay, here's a door that you don't have the power to open yet. It's red. Here's the door that you, that's still closed, but you do have the power to open up already. And that's like a yellowish mm-hmm. like green. And so when you look at the map behind those doors, you can see, like, a shadow of what's behind there. You can't see exactly what's behind there. Mm. But you can tell if there's, like, a lot of territory behind it usually. Uh, So it's not a crazy surprise every time you open up one of those doors, but it's at least a little bit of a surprise Mm. every time you do it.
1: Oh, and I would also say the, um, the sliding stuff, not quite... Ready for prime I mean time. I,
0: I'll just be honest I'm surprised that there's so much of all this stuff in there the puzzle solving I can't believe there's as much as there is the platforming I can't believe there's as much as there is and that I can't mm. believe there's as much of it like- I mean
1: I don't have a problem with that I just wish the sliding stuff controlled better especially later on there's a couple they stop playing nice with you with those, and there's you can, you can fall you can off. Die. Yeah, I mean, you. I mean, nice. It's nice that you don't die if you fall off a bottomless pit. You just re, you, you respawn pretty close to where you were with a little life taken off. But there's like later on in the game, there's stuff where like you just can't make that turn fast enough yeah. without already knowing where the track's where going, is. and so it becomes like this trial and error thing, and I think that's annoying.
0: The point um, I was getting at though is I'm surprised there's all this other stuff and there's so little combat. So while I was playing it, I didn't really have a good grip on how much of each thing there was. But when you're cutting B-roll, and I had Mm -hmm. like, I recorded like the first three hours of this game, basically, the whole thing. And when you're cutting B-roll, you're cutting three hours down to 18 minutes or however long the B-roll ended up being for this episode. It takes a long time, but you get a really good lay of the land because you're looking at these big chunks of footage. And I would say the combat probably makes up like ten to fifteen percent of this game.
1: I'd say it's more like half and half. Oh, it's like, not. You get maybe it is. later on. It, it is, is later by later on by like the full picture. Like you start fighting much bigger groups and much more. I often mean, I've, later I've on. definitely
0: played way over, way over twelve hours of this game, and up to mm-hmm. that point, like the first three hours, combat was ten to fifteen percent. Yeah, it's
1: it's pretty minor early on, in part because it's so hard they don't want to throw yeah. too much at you. But like by yeah by the. Once you're past the halfway point, it, it starts to ramp up. Dathomir is just endless combat. Okay. Um, then they start throwing like uh, they start doing the thing where once you, the later planets and later sections where you get in, deeper into the planets, you start picking up stuff. And then when you come out, like there's the, half the Empire's legion is oh, okay. there waiting for you. All right, you, so it picks kind of up thing. later on then. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's that was enough, but early on I would say it's definitely tilted more in favor of like environmental traversal and puzzle solving. Oh, drastically
0: for yeah. sure. Like I was really shocked how many puzzles there were in the game.
1: But it's also kind of an element of like. You don't really want to be fighting too much until you've got more of his abilities. Yeah, like, yeah. the You're combat system isn't really fully complete until you've gotten like three of the major force abilities. Yeah, and I think I have all those now, though. Uh, do you have pull. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then you have all the major yeah. combat-related ones.
0: Yeah, so they just haven't started piling on the combat yet for me. Yeah,
1: you'll get there. It's it, you, you're you trying to get there. Once I I know but it does ease you into it. it does. What I was getting at. I know where you are and you're about to start like the I mean it's not a lot of combat in the in the tree climbing thing, but it's one of the cooler sequences just cuz you get to do some cool shit.
0: Okay. Uh so should people buy this mat for $60? 60
1: US dollars. If you like Star Wars, yeah.
0: Oh, if you like Star Wars, it is a no-brainer. Like it, don't even question it.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you also if you like Dark Souls like it's probably one of the more competent Souls alikes even though it doesn't quite nail the the the, the combat hit bo- the reliability of combat is not on un- But no one has done that. Who will like this Souls. more? Dark Souls fans, God of War fans, or Metroid fans? Honestly, I'm going to say Metroid. I fans. I would too. Yeah, I like would that's too. The, that's the itch it scratched the most. I for would me. agree with that. Yep. So. I'd agree with that. As far as the aesthetic of yeah. it and, like... Even early on, I'm like, oh, this is a Metroid game. Yeah. It's, it's like Metroid. As soon as you look at the map
0: the first time and mm-hmm. you see the the color-coded doors, you're like, oh.
1: <laughs> yeah. And also the way... I mean, it's also Dark Souls, but just the way the the maps fold back in yeah. on each on themselves and, like, all of a but sudden... I would argue
0: Metroid did that first. It did. But, like, yeah.
1: Dark Souls is sort of the one that's, like, people associate it with in 3D yeah. more. But like, there's a lot of stuff where it's like, oh, open this door. It's like, oh, I'm here. I didn't realize I'd gone all the way around. That happens all like, the time. Yeah. You'll so. drop a ladder and you'll climb down it. You're like, oh. It's actually better at that. Than back da- at the beginning. It's actually better at that than Dark Souls 2 is. Yeah. <laughs> so. The Metroid
0: Prime was really the first 3D game to do that. Yeah. As far as, like, create these labyrinthine levels that all fold in on each other. And then you pop out. And you're like, how the heck did I get back mm-hmm. here? Like, I have no idea.
1: So there is that gr- that kind of awesome feeling of discovery with the level yeah. design in this. The only other criticism I would have is that uh, it's not that hard. Like dying is not a huge disaster. The disaster of dying is that the load times can be yeah. crazy. Like sometimes brutal. it's like five to ten seconds. Sometimes it's like thirty to forty. And There's I've- some
0: weird quirks with saving too that it took me a while to figure out. Like, um, like if you save, enemies respawn. But no. if but. If you go to the meditation point where you save, and instead of saving, you just use your skill point,
1: that also saves your game without respawning well, the enemies. It saves the game if you sit at the meditation thing at all. I don't think it does. It does. Oh, it does. It does. So if you meditate at all at a checkpoint, you've checkpointed and saved. You, you have. See, yeah, I yeah. thought
0: you had to no, save. The,
1: you don't. No. You if you re- resting is separate from saving. Oh, like, I didn't sit, realize that. Just, just sitting down and kneeling saves. down. Oh, well, that
0: changes everything. That's great to know. But, again, this so is when you something rest, else the game doesn't explain.
1: Yeah, I think I just figured that out by trial and error. But That's like, how I figured out that, like... resting, resting su- re- replenishes your, your life and your force and your stims, because the droid throws Yeah, we stims. haven't actually the talked droid about... Is, the droid throws stims. That's the Estus Flask. Is You basically throw... You you ask for a stim and da 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 And you get
0: more of those as the game
1: goes on. Yeah, you can on. unlock more, just like the Estus Flask. And um, But... Th- that When you do that, when you rest for that, that's when it respawns all the enemies. Yeah, and, resting, they and respawn. If you, and if you just... But see, n- I thought you had to, no. when you rest, you had to rest to save. No, no as soon as you meditate, you, the little save thing pops up. In oh, the I had no idea. Yeah. That's good to know. So you do not have to respawn all the enemies if you just want to save the game.
0: Yeah, and if you just want to use skill points, it won't respawn yeah, all the enemies yeah. either.
1: The only way you respawn enemies is by resting.
0: But the only place you can use your skill points is at the meditation right. points. So you can't, like, in the middle of the game, just bring up the menu and, like, assign a skill point. You have to right. wait. But that's they're, a, like, every, like, 100 yards, it seems
1: like. They're yeah. very that's, generous. That's the Dark Souls yeah. uh, influence there. It's just like, yeah, you gotta, you got to upgrade at the point, at the bonfire, but... The whole world's practically a bonfire. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so The we- problem, the real problem is that you sometimes, certain areas, certain places, certain checkpoints, 30, 40 seconds of load time. And I've had, I know people playing this on every platform, and PS4 and PC, people I know playing it all say the same thing. Like, the load times after you die are crazy.
0: Yeah, there's not, this is not an open world game. All the sections of the world kind
1: of load in. Yeah. So, but like it's just—it sometimes it takes forever to get, and like if you're stuck on one particular, like that guy you saw me beat there, like he, the the checkpoint for that is pretty far away, and like that boss, you mean that, that boss, watched? like the the glitch thing we showed. Whenever I die to him, like. I just sit there for 40 seconds waiting for that thing to reload. It was- there are also some... And sometimes he'd kill me in, like, three shots. It was like, yeah. run in, boom, 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 dead, and I've got to wait 40 seconds. And
0: I- I- there are also some sections in the game where you have to go a good ways, and then if you die, you do go back a good distance... Yeah. And then sometimes they, I got lost. Like
1: <laughs> seriously, yeah. like I couldn't find yeah. my way
0: back to where the room where I was it's in. Twist, it's twisty. Yeah. It so, but I, I, those are
1: small issues. Small. I mean, look. I, overall, I really like it. I Me think, too. I, I had a lot of fun with it. It's. it's I'm still having a lot of fun. with it. It's great to see Star Wars back in. You know, and also it's like great to see EA make a single player game with no weird forced multiplayer or multi microtransactions or. And it's good. any season pass shit. It's like you know, yeah. I mean, part of that I'm sure is because Respawn has the clout to say like, no, we don't want to make that game. We're going to make this. And so they did. And yeah. great. I wish it was a, just, I wish it it's had so six close. months more yeah. of polish or mo- in the oven. Like, maybe we'll get some patches in on this thing or something. But, like, even what what's there is really good anyway. Um, I think when you take stock yeah. of
0: 2019, you may change
1: your mind maybe. That, that this is up there. It's no Disco Elysium, nah. but uh, in terms of action stuff, it's one of the best things that's come out. I,
0: I, just- I absolutely think it's a contender for Game of the Year. Um, it's going to be a hard decision this year. I can pretty much guarantee we're going to have different picks this year, and, Probably. I, and I can almost guarantee that people are not going to guess what our picks are going to be, and that's kind of exciting for once. Well, it's not Death Stranding. De- but- yeah, well, that's one thing I think they did guess, Matt, <laughs> is that neither one of us are going to pick You
1: totally that missed that. <laughs> Like that cutscene saved your ass right there. I did yeah. miss it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I completely missed it. Yeah, I flew like ten feet away, yeah. and it still like caught me or whatever.
1: So I wish it was a little. I wish it had the polish that like yeah. a Spider-Man has. It's not quite there. Um, because it could. It's like very. It could go, it's so close. It is.
0: It's really, really close.
1: But again, and I can't we,
0: wait to play the next
1: one. We haven't Green had Park. an action, you know, an action-based non-Battlefront Star Wars game since what twenty ten? Yeah, and we haven't had a good one since. Ever, ever maybe. <laughs> um, Dark's yeah. forces one. I, um, I look. I recommend
0: anyone who likes action games buy this. Like you don't yeah. have. I don't think you have to be a Star Wars fan to to recommend this for a purchase. I, no. I just think as it's long good as enough. like
1: lightsabers don't inexplicably make you angry. Yeah, like, yeah. There's no reason as long as you, you don't would. hate
0: Star Wars, like yeah. I definitely recommend this as a full purchase. I think it's worth the money. Yeah. And you're not, like you said, you're not going to get inundated with, like, cheap microtransactions where they're trying no, to No, it's just a one and you. done,
1: play the game, finish the game, sell the game back, play it again on a higher difficulty, whatever. It's, an old, it's very OG. Yep. Yep. So there you go. That
0: Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order available for PS4, Xbox One, PC. Definitely never coming to Switch.
1: Probably not. No. Yeah.
0: I don't see them getting that to work. Switch 2, maybe.
1: Yeah, maybe Switch 2. But by then, the second one will be out. Right, yeah. Be- and
0: that's how it'll work. The first yeah. one will come out on Switch Two, and then the new one will come out everywhere else. Yeah.
1: Switch Two, a such day, as the a th- day late and a dollar not <laughs> not a dollar short because it's still going to be sixty bucks. But like
0: such yeah. is the life of the Nintendo fan the Nintendo who has to deal, the third party situation
1: but they can't hear you because they're they're filling out that pokedex that's true that's true they got their own thing no to they're
0: that's the thing with pokemon is they can absolutely watch or listen to this show while they play the game i watched football all
1: day and played pokemon oh, yeah. all day
0: and got two more gym badges like while playing watching football
1: so. i got I, yeah i definitely switched to podcasts after a while on pokemon also like I like the. I don't like the music very much in this Pokemon. I I, usually, I do like the music in Pokemon, but I feel like for what something about the new Pokemon music just mm, it's just not good. I'll no. just be
0: perfectly honest with you; it's not welcome. Like not even like it's the remixes, not catchy. Not even like the
1: covers of like the, the songs classics. I like. I don't, I don't really like what they've done with them.
0: I don't like the presentation in Pokemon Sword and Shield, and I haven't from the beginning.
1: You like, haven't liked the presentation in Pokemon for a while. Nope. Though,
0: from the first so. time I saw it, I didn't like it. And not I,
1: just this one, though. Like you said the same about yeah, Sun and Moon. This
0: one especially, though. I, as soon as I saw that first trailer, I was like, ew. And I still feel that way after yeah, I played. I still
1: it. think it looks fine. I'm not going to say it looks good, but I'm going to say it looks fine. It's passable. I mean, All right, they've done. There have been better looking things on the Switch oh, itself. Yeah. I mean, well, they just put out one a week earlier that looks way better. Yeah, or even yeah. like look at Xenoblade Chronicles 2. As yeah. much as I hate that game, it looks um, better. It, it could have looked like that. Yep.
0: Okay, it's time for our trailer of the week here on Game Face. Uh, you guys may have noticed that another little game launched today that we did not talk about on the episode, and that game is Shenmue 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, since we're not talking about it on the episode, it is our Trailer of the Week. It's the launch trailer. Matt has spent a little bit of time with the game, so if you guys are really curious, he can answer a question yeah, about I'll it play, on the Yeah, I played like two
1: hours last night because my physical copy from the Kickstarter came in yesterday. Yeah. Whereas it didn't go live otherwise until 8 a.m. Yeah, this you couldn't morning. download it until
0: this morning, which is a little weird.
1: Yeah. Uh, but Matt has played a little bit of the game, so if you have any
0: questions about that, feel free to ask during the Q and A after the trailer of the week. Also, I want to remind you that we're about to give away a free three month subscription to actually, Xbox um, Game Pass
1: Ultimate. In the chat, the guy who I think was giving it away said it was actually twelve months. Oh, it's
0: twelve months! Damn. Some,
1: some, he had to leave, but I think he, I saw something where he said remind Shane that it's twelve months. Oh, damn! Months. Well, there you go. Twelve months of Xbox Game Pass, not just Game Pass, Game Pass
0: Ultimate. We are going to be giving away here in a couple minutes. It's going to be a quiz, uh, and this one is not going to be as easy as the last couple that we've done because this is a pretty big prize. This is a year of Game Pass. That's some real stuff. That's that's legit. So we're going to give that away when we get back from the trailer of the week. Get any questions you may have about Shenmue for Matt Ready. Keep in mind that Matt has only played a couple hours of it, so he's not that far into the game. So keep your questions along those lines. Um, And I think that's it. Here it is, the launch trailer for Shenmue 3. Let's roll it.
1: for me. It's what brought me to this village.
2: Tell me about where you were born. You want to know about Yokosuka? Yes. I want to see what Japan is like. all it's morning. You
1: <clears throat> You got the wrong guy. I'd rather not get you involved. Still, you did good, man.
2: I don't want to hear it. Honestly, I don't think your kung fu
0: is strong enough. The shindo tree's blossoms are beautiful.
2: Indeed. They're in full bloom, though. So the petals will start dropping soon.
1: I just want to know why these mirrors were worth killing my father over.
2: But people are looking for it anyway, continuing the cycle of pain. That's Bailu Village. Leo, I want to hear more about you.
0: It's so hard to not get nostalgic watching that trailer. Yeah, that was the best trailer for the game so far. Oh, definitely. It, it taps into the people who really love the first two games.
1: Yeah, and it makes it look like something might actually happen. Yeah,
0: they haven't. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't done enough. I don't think they've catered enough to fans with the marketing of this game.
1: No, well, they catered plenty in the design. They- <laughs> let me tell you that much. <laughs> oh boy.
0: Yeah. Uh, before we get to questions, I want to thank some people for uh, Twitch Prime, Cody S. Carter. Thank you. Johnny Hurricane, thank you, you the man. Um, Texture Glitch, thank you for subscribing via Twitch Prime. Um, And I'm sure some were done during the middle of the show that I missed. And thank you for that as well if we missed you guys. All right, let's see. Let's get to some questions. Mark Simpson UK, do any of the games shown at OX19 demand investment in the new gen Scarlet, in your opinions? How many games would it need... To justify such a large investment? Um, I think that's something we discussed. Was are these mm-hmm. games really like Scarlet games, or and it's weird for them to announce them a year before Scarlet? Well, comes I definitely out. don't
1: think they are. They're they're just they're both really like I'm sure all those will run on current Xbox. On One. both, yeah, and they'll also look better on Scarlet. Right, be fine. I have I don't think we've seen other than Halo Infinite. I don't think we've seen the quote-unquote reasons we're supposed to buy that system yet. No, I don't think we have. And I don't think these games are in either. Um, They don't hurt. They don't hurt. They're not a reason to drop $500.
0: I guess to put it in a sentence, there were no killer apps announced at XNIT.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh,
0: Commander Fett 03, what's the best interview you've ever
1: done? That's pretty good.
2: Hmm.
1: I mean, the most memorable one was probably with Nomura right after they announced Kingdom Hearts 2 because... We had the only interview with him because we were. That was back when Square was. Um, it was a Tokyo Game Show. It was back when Square was afraid to let websites run their footage because they thought it was yep. in too low res. So beca- because we were television, we had the
0: exclusive. Because we
1: everything. had the, we had that 480i broadcast <laughs> quality. Uh, we got to ha- have the the trailer be the exclusive ones with the trailer for Kingdom Hearts 2 and to talk to Nomura. And we went to. I went with Morgan to Square's headquarters in Tokyo and we interv- the deal was we interview a bunch of guys about the uh, these other games they're doing and then we get Nomura last and we did uh, the guy did dra- uh Dragon Guard and uh, Final Fantasy 11 and i think one and one other thing that i can't remember what it was whatever was hot at the time that they were trying to push and then Nomura wasn't there and we waited and we waited and we, we waited for like 2 3 hours oh my god which is very unusual in japanese business like the oh, idea of keeping anyone waiting yeah. like like the, the square people kept coming in and apologizing and giving us presents. Like they kept like giving <laughs> us presents. Here's things. another copy of Final Fantasy VII. I again, no, we ended up with two copies of uh, the Japanese version of Dra- Drakengard. <laughs> we ended up, I mean, I, I, tons of weird little yeah. tchotchkes, just like little things. And finally, he shows up and he's dressed in full. He's dressed like Sora. He's dressed with the shorter pants and the wallet chain and the big shoes and his little, little vest jacket thing and on the back is a diving eagle and it says death before dishonor on it. (laughs) And we did like a seven. And he wore that to work. Yeah. He, and I'm, to this, and he wore, we did like a 10 minute interview, and he didn't give us any more real new information. It was just to have him on and say we had him on. And yeah. like, I mean, where we asked what the, you know, what, you know, because no one knew what Roxas and his friends were. Like, there was completely, all we saw was that picture of him. We're like, who are they? And his answer was, they are friends. And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> dude, whatever. So it, and so it was worth it in terms of like, you know, the segment looked really good, but we were there for like five hours to do like a out. 10 minute interview. A 10 minute interview. And like, to, I don't have any reason to believe this. He didn't say anything. Nobody would confirm it. I because th- it was right after this event they did where they f- unveiled it. We came straight from that event to their their headquarters and did it. I think he went home and changed. <laughs> I think that so was took like so an long. outfit for the interview because he was going to be on TV. Yeah, yeah. I think he went home and changed you're, you're right. and came back. Yeah, that's what happened in his awesome death before dishonor outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was probably, that's some, I, that wasn't a great interview, but it was the most memorable. Oh, and then that was also when we were doing dubs. Like we would have the the Japanese translated, and yeah. we would dub them. Oh, usually with one of the editors. And the editor that did this one with me was Dave Rubin. And when he read uh, Nomura's dialogue, read but Nomura's answers in English, he when Nomura said they are friends, Nomura also laughed. And did he laugh? He, Dave laughed. He goes, <laughs> "They are friends." Ha 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 ha. And we put that's it great. in oh, you like did? we left it in. <laughs> And That's like, awesome. And like that was one of my favorites. Is like dubbing the laugh. Yeah. was One of the dumbest, like most needless things we ever did. But like everyone remembers that. Yeah. Like everyone. When we even came back to the studio and Adam and Morgan were like, I think the dubbing guy got a little over eager with the <laughs> laugh on that one. I don't know what that was. No, about. it's perfect. <laughs> we got real punchy in the edit bays at that company sometimes. Yep, we sure did. So that was well, when you favorite.
0: sit in there for eight hours straight. That'll happen. Uh man, best interview. Oh my god, I've done so many. I think. My most memorable interview, there's two. Um, to, for me, the most memorable one is probably the one where I was like on the edge the most. And that was when I called out PlayStation to Phil Harrison about mm-hmm. faking all the PS3 stuff.
1: That was weird. That was hard. I mean, Beca- we, I remember doing that. That was a memorable one for us too. But I didn't do that interview. Adam did. But I was yep. in the room, and I was very uncomfortable. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, I thought he was going to like attack me. Yeah, for a I was minutes. like, I was. I remember being ready. Like, oh, if he comes at Adam, we're going to have to do because he he could. He's very tall. That
0: was a memorable one. The other one that I did, I interviewed Peter Molyneux when they were showing off Milo, and mm. how it worked mm. was I had. I had gotten there early and like when I got there they weren't set up yet and there it was basically like the wizard of oz mm. they had a person in a back room even with a freaking curtain, curtain <laughs> operating Milo it's while a on the nose <laughs> right while he was out there acting like Milo mm-hmm. and so we I sat down I saw all that stuff I kind of like put it in the back of my mind I filed it away Went through the typical event where you sit and watch their demo and then you have drinks and blah, blah, blah. And then you do the interviews afterwards. And when I was doing the interview with them, I told him that I saw that they were faking Milo. Mm-hmm. And he didn't really deny it. Like he was like, oh, kind of like you saw that, eh? And I was like, yeah. And I'm like, what do you guys going to think you're going to be able to get it to where it works the way it's supposed? I, I sugarcoated it. Right. So and then he answered, "Oh, you know, it's a work in progress." Blah blah blah. And then I went on Invisible Walls the next day and told everybody what I, I remember s- that what yeah. I saw. And then it exploded. Yeah. And like even today, you can Google like Like, I remember the man behind the curtain. Like, yeah. But like you can Google way way still today, it still today, Milo, and you'll you'll come across like me basically breaking the story mm. that it was fake. And we never saw it again. It was That's right. never
1: shown again. We well, Adam and I went. Because we were doing interviews for Fable Three in at Lionhead, we and we were scheduled. I mean, we were scheduled for a long time. We we'd interviewed Molyneux like a month beforehand because we knew he might not be available then. So we just did it in, in L.A. And We got there and our interview. We get there the day to interview, and they had ca- Microsoft had canned Milo the day before, mm. and it was like it was nothing. Yeah, well, because also and like so we didn't see Molyneux because he was basically he was busy yelling at people on the phone and was depressed basically. Yeah, and but the weirdest thing was. That you could overhear conversations where, like, people that weren't on the Milo team were like gloating about it. Uh, like they were like, "Oh, they got their stupid thing canceled." Uh, oh, look, it was, it was <laughs> like there were people like, "Oh, look what happened!" Like the this they were probably pissed never... off
0: that they had dedicated any
1: resources to yeah, that, especially because it didn't. It was fake. Work. Yeah. It wasn't real. Um, was was one of my other favorite interviews, not because of anything that happened in the interview, but because when I came in, I said i had just finished Fable 1. It was for Fable 2. And we came in for Fable 1, I just finished it again, and I'm like da 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 and he's like, well, if you if you loved being an archer, you are going to love what we've done in Fable 2 with this button right here. And like, a, you press this button, and it will do your gun, it brings out anything you need for, for, for ranged attacks, and it will just create a combo. And I was like, "Oh wow, that's a great!" Combo. And so we do the interview. We come out, and, and uh, Adam's like, "I saw you talking to Peter. Like, what, what were you telling you?" And I'm like, "He told me the Y button shoots. Like, that's all he did. That's all he did it was five minutes of that, and I was fucking enthralled by it. Like, I was completely He's a great speaker. It was amazing. Yeah. It's like the man can make you. He's make compelling. You make anything sound fascinating. Yeah. He is. He is a." tremendous storyteller. It's amazing to be in a room with him.
0: And I'm proud of a lot of the interviews I do with Japanese developers because as Matt brought up earlier, they're always tough to do because – you, you say the question, then the translator gives him right. the question, then he gives the answer, then the translator does her best to give it back to you. It, they're very awkward and very hard. So anytime one of those
1: goes well, I, I'm like, okay, that, yeah. that, that feels good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a rare, because sometimes you're just like, God, I don't know what the hell we got. Well, help. then sometimes you walk out, you're <laughs> like, that
0: was a disaster, yeah. and
1: I can't think of anything else I could have done to have fixed it. Right, because sometimes yeah. like, they do interviews, especially for like TGS stuff, and like they're not willing to talk about anything, but they just want to do an interview to regurgitate their press release, basically. It's very annoying. Uh, we got to move on to more questions, because we stayed on that one for a long time.
0: That was a great freaking a question. question. Great job, Commander Fett. Uh, shneaky... Let the old men talk about the
1: war, the war stories. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go on for an we'll hour. We'll do it
0: all day. Uh, Sneaky Sholid Snake. I think I finally said it right <laughs> that Getting the there. Uh, what's your opinion on biased review sites? <laughs> Terminator got I'm for em. T- <laughs> Terminator got <laughs> slated for its graphics and gameplay, but Bethesda and Fallout get a pass. Fifteen lads in a shack versus a billion-dollar company. Mm, no, well, here's the first yeah. thing I would. The first thing I would say is it doesn't matter how many people made a game. You don't take that into account when you review a game. So maybe your scales a little off because if you're saying you should give a game a higher score because le- it took less people to make it, but I, no, I nobody's think, no, I reviewing I think on he, that game. What scale. he's
1: saying is that Terminator doesn't look any worse than say Fallout Four. Uh, so how come Fallout gets a pass and Terminator doesn't?
0: Well there's a lot more to a game than graphics also.
1: True, but just true, but just talking about like visuals, like I think Fallout Four is a really ugly game. It, and yeah. no one really called it out for that. I, yeah. I, I get what he's saying there. I don't know. I think people called it out for it. Nobody said that Fallout was a gorgeous game, that's for sure. No, but like they didn't really call it out. It's like, oh it looks fine kinda. I don't think Fallout. I think Fallout Four looks really bad. It's pretty ugly. Yeah. I mean is also very ugly. I haven't played it, but I've seen the the, the videos of it like but he Ugh. is saying, like, 15 lads in a shack versus a billion dollars. He's saying, like, you should... Yeah, I don't think that matters. Like who? How... It doesn't matter. No. It shouldn't matter at all. That does not matter at all. That was... What was uh, So I went to, in 1995, I went to the midnight launch of Windows 95 with my friend who wanted to go to CompUSA. Because I wasn't a Windows guy, but he was. And so we went to this midnight launch for this thing. For Windows. And I remember, for Windows 95. (laughs) That was a midnight launch of an OS. The 90s were a time, folks. Yeah. Uh, And so we're in line for him to buy his copy. And they've got, like, kiosks set up for Windows 95-only software. And people are trying to hawk it to you as you're in line to buy this thing. And this guy is trying to demo this game called Battle Beasts, which is a fighting game with, like, anim- like hand-animated battle beast, robo cyborg beast guys. <laughs> and he has me play, because it's literally set up so, like, you can just sort of lean out of the queue and, like, play the, the thing. And it's just terror. It's keyboard controls. It barely functions. It's like, you know, like a slightly more advanced tongue-of-the-fat-man kind of thing. And I back off, and I'm just, he's like, oh, what do you think? And I'm just like... I mean, it's fine, but I think I prefer Virtual Fighter at this yeah. point. You know, I'm, I'm a fighting game person. It's like my, you know, I, I play real fighting games all the time. This is not a, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I didn't say that, but I was like, you know, this is not on par with the stuff I play in the arcade or at home. And he's like, Do you program? Do you do stuff like that? I'm like, No, not really And he's like, Well then I don't think you really understand like how much work it takes <laughs> It doesn't then, it and matter us. And all the guys around me just go, Oh shut like I didn't say anything. The people around me were like Oh who cares? Like what's the matter? It's like, like it's like if the game's not good, the game's not Period. good. Like, like he got shouted down by like everybody in earshot. Yeah like it was, but That's the way it is. But like yeah, it doesn't matter if like two guys did it in a basement or a million people did it you know what matters is the end result. And then sometimes that's unfair and it sucks, but that's how it goes. Yep. Uh. Um, Uh, Texture Glitch, thank you for subscribing via Twitch Prime. Score Fear, honestly, not a fan of
0: the actor starring in Jedi Fallen Order. I think Matt and I agree with you on that. How much will that affect my enjoyment of the game? What if you didn't like Norman Reedus? Would that affect your enjoyment of Death Stranding? The last question, I think it might.
1: Yeah, because I think Norman Reedus is pretty much just Norman Reedus in that game. He's
0: also just.
1: He's there all the time.
0: He's in every frame, like the full frame. Like this, most of the
1: time you see Cal from behind. Yeah. But I would agree. I don't really like his look. I don't know why. Now, something about I, – I don't mind – I mean, it's not, I'm not saying the actor's ugly or anything. I'm yeah. just, I just don't think they translated him to a digital character model very well. There's something weird about the lower part of the face of the Cal model. Yeah. Um, which is not like that on the real human being. So I don't know what's going on there. The other thing about Cal is because I grew up in Northern California, when I hear the, the name Cal, I think of Cal Worthington and his dog Spot. And if you probably don't know what that is because you didn't grow up here – Uh, go look up on YouTube Cal Worthington and his dog Spot and understand why the entire time I was playing that game in my head there was a loop of go see Cal, go see Cal, go see Cal. (laughs) The other thing, too, is that there aren't, uh, like the cutscenes aren't prevalent in. Jedi. No, you're not. You're not listening to him all the time. You're not watching. Death him Stranding
0: all the time. is basically one gigantic cutscene. Yeah, it's almost a one-man show. It is. At yeah, point. it is.
1: It's almost like a vaudeville, like one yeah. man. Straight <laughs> down, like every time you rest, you have to stare at Norman Reedus. Yeah. So and, he, yeah. and he starts like pointing at you, and it's, it's very. Yeah, so weird.
0: Norman Reedus, if you don't like him, that's a problem for yeah, there's Death much Stranding. Much more
1: cult of personality around Norman Reedus in Death Stranding. Fallen Order, not so. Much. Not really. Yeah
0: uh we answer what time is it we answer like one more uh we always answer eat demons so let's see if we can find somebody else uh kelvis are there sailors in shenmue 3 not so far but i
1: have spent a lot of time asking people where to find thugs (laughs) really Uh, i will warn you like i know because it's like a week before we talk about this like if you don't already love shenmue like and all it's weird nobody asked about it i'm surprised like don't Touch this. Shenmue Three is Shenmue Three in like I said before. Like imagine it's like a remaster of a Shenmue game that came out in two thousand four. I was way more right than I thought oh, yeah. I was. Sadly. Like down to the weird, awkward pauses in the dialogue that don't need to be there because it's twenty frickin' nineteen. Um, it's it's rough. Early so impressions far. from Matt are not good. Just- I mean, it's exactly what they said it was going to be. It's Shenmue Three in every way, shape, and form, but it's twenty nineteen, and that doesn't really cut it anymore. Uh, last one. Lin
0: Jeff 99 were you disappointed in the lack of limbs flying off on lightsabers landing in Jedi
1: Fallen Order? No. No. Didn't miss uh, it. First off, you can cut a lot of stuff apart. Yeah. like And later in the game, you'll see that there are certain enemies where you do cut limbs off. Like humanoid enemies, you cut limbs off. Uh, bigger monsters, you cut in half. You cut, and cut limbs off. You cut droids apart. You just don't cut the stormtroopers apart, pretty much, because... That would get you an M rating, and it's not worth Star it. Wars will never have an M-rated game. That's I didn't miss it at there. all. Being no. able you know, to cut the enemies the, the monsters in half, that's plenty of good enough yeah, for that's me. that's fine. And if you really want that, I get the PC version, and it'll They'll get be modded in any, soon as soon enough. It's not an issue. Yep.
0: Okay, it's time for our giveaway. We are about to give away 12 months' worth of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. A year, a full year of games that you, you'll never be able to play all of. And we're going to give this away with a quiz. The first person to get the answer in the chat is going to get the reward. Now, if you don't have an Xbox, don't please don't compete. Like let the people win it who can actually make use it, of does it. does it work on PC? It might. I
1: don't know.
0: It, it, should. It, yeah, it should. It should actually. Be yeah, so if you then. have a gaming PC or an Xbox, yeah. Jump in. But if you just own a PlayStation or a Switch. But if you Switch, only have a Switch, get out. Yeah, let somebody win this that so can make use of it.
1: <laughs> Unless it also ends up accounting for Switch.
0: Yeah, you guys are all good people, but sometimes people stray into our stream who aren't. So just putting it out there before we uh, we put out the quiz question. And the quiz question is, get your fingers on the keyboard and get ready to type. First one to put it in the chat wins. Why is the Xbox called the Xbox? Go. Let's see. Cody S. Carter got it. Yep. Direct X. That's exactly Direct right. Xbox. A bunch of people got it right, but yeah. But Cody's Cody. Cody S. Carter got it right first. Cody, you just won twelve months of Xbox Game Pass. That's pretty freaking awesome. I think that's the best thing. Scorefear said X eighty six. <laughs> uh, I think it's the best thing we've ever given away on Game Face as far as a freebie. So you got it, Cody. Uh, all you have to do is DM us on Twitch. Uh, just make sure you send us a DM. And then when I get home and I'm going through getting this episode going for the archive, uh, I'll send you the code. Also, I should add that this code was given to us by Brad Bernian from Sifted. Uh, He is the one who donated the code for this. He already had, like, he said, like, 36 months stacked Mm. or something, and he couldn't use it. So he gave us the code. If you see him on the stream or if you see him on the site, make sure you thank him. Again, Brad Bernian. Uh, One more thing before we go. So we've been talking about how Loot Crate went out of business Mm. and that we're going to have to change the Patreon tier because they don't exist anymore. In the midst of that, literally in the last 10 days, they have sent me... Four loot crates. (laughs) I don't... I'm not even exaggerating. Like, I don't know, like, if they're actually not going out of business. Someone bought them. Or if they're offloading all the stuff that they didn't send out. But anyway, I now have a stack of loot boxes to give you guys. I'm not exaggerating. That's, like, this high. Literally a stack like this high at home right now to give away. And so what I've decided that we're going to do is I want to give you guys enough time to win these as possible. So if we did it this month... People who had only pledged back on november 1st would only be eligible but i want to make sure as many of you guys are going to be as eligible for this as possible so we are going to hold all of the loot boxes until december literally i think there's 10 so if you guys are interested and you want to win a loot box bump up your pledge if you're not there already your chances of winning one are going to be astronomical compared to how it usually is so in december we're going to give away 10 loot boxes and it's perfect it'll be like a Christmas gift that we can send the winners and we're going to send out 10 of them so get ready for December if you want to win if you've never been at that tier it's it's 20 bucks a month or more if you've never been at that tier December is the perfect month to do it because you're going to have a great chance at winning a loot crate uh, gaming box so whew, with that what an episode of Game Face 191 uh, we're creeping up on 200 here the idea is that for 200 that will be kind of when we relaunch the show and so we're hoping everything lines up, Game Face 200, Brent's work on the site, and the relaunch of Game Face, we're hoping yeah. all converge on one day. It's probably looking like early, like beginning of
1: February there.
0: Like first week of February, mm-hmm. probably. Um, I'm hoping Brent can get a lot of this stuff done before then on the site, because I really want to roll that stuff out, but it's looking like it's going to take mm-hmm. till around then. So... We're have Probably b- the same week we're shooting my short film. It might so be. Like February is going to be a big month. It is. I mean, there's a ton of games too. So so anyway, that, those are all the updates. I uh, hope you guys are enjoying Q4. So many great games to play right now. I'm not playing Death
1: Stranding. Any other month, I would have kept playing Death Stranding. There's just too much to play. I mean, I wasn't planning on playing any more Death Stranding, but I got to say after two hours of Shenmue 3, <laughs> I might be going back, back and forth a little bit just for a break.
0: I, I hate to say it, but I told you. I told everybody.
1: I All the people freaking out. I'm like, be careful what you ask for. I mean, for. I didn't really disagree. Yeah. I just, I'm like, yeah, they're going to make Shenmue 3. Yeah. That's what Shenmue 3 is. But you remember like all the crazy like viral videos of oh, people no, yeah. losing. Like, Losing their minds, like i Well, I mean it it is great. Like even loading it up was like I can't believe this exists. And I've continued to say that for two hours of playing it in an increasingly negative way. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But um, I mean it's like nothing else. Yep. It is. It's a good example (laughs) of why that's not necessarily. Not for better necessarily.
0: All right. So anyway, that's Game Face 191 here on Sifted Games at sifted.net. Those people listening on iTunes, not iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Hook a brother up, head to our Patreon, patreon.com sifted, kick us a dollar a month, kick us a thousand dollars a month, whatever you think it's worth. If you're getting our shows for free, we'd really appreciate it. Twitch Prime, reminder to everybody to do that. A lot of people aren't on the stream who watch the show archived on YouTube or on sifted or on Patreon. Uh, just a friendly reminder, you can do that once a month and you have to redo it every month. But otherwise I am loving it. This is like, I'm in the heyday right now. I'm not sleeping much, but it's okay. Cause I'm playing great video games. It's okay, I guess nothing good comes out this week. <laughs> <That's Yeah. true. laughs> Maybe I'll catch up this week. But anyway, thanks for everybody on the stream for watching. Thanks for everybody who subscribed via Twitch Prime. You guys are all awesome. Oh,
1: Nexus 6 Batty just gifting subs left and right. Oh, wow. Nexus 6 Batty is gifting 10 Tier
0: 1 subs to the community. Wow. Dude, that's awesome. Holy crap, man. Thanks, Nexus 6 Batty. Way to close out the show. I also want to thank Justin Horman. Before we leave, again, for the presents last week, amazing that he got me the Series 2 Elite Controller. He got Matt, an awesome book. You guys are awesome. Love the community so much. We'll see you next Tuesday. Game Face is up and out.